Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another Let's Talk Sports show. I am your host, Nick Bodkins. As always, baby, it is uh, Thursday night, and we do got a show ready for y'all tonight. Uh, we're going to be having none other than Mr. Triple FTP himself, Ryan Larison, joining us, answering all the fantasy questions. Uh, we're going to put our fantasy guy up against his fantasy guy. Uh, as the drafts, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, if you some drafts, people are leagues are already started. I know most of the people who are in the Scott Fishbowl are already drafting. Uh, so those drafts will be happening soon. We'll also be talking. We'll have a little bit obligatory cowboy talk with uh ashton nicks as well so uh that'll be happening later on the back end of the show but as always we got to bring the guys in uh, if you guys missed monday show we had a great show first uh before bringing the guys in great show with jim and john on monday please check that out uh it was a great show uh we talked a little hockey little wrestling little baseballs we're at the all-star break uh so it was just a great show uh monday night so uh you know, let's bring in the guys. Uh, Johnny, what's up, my man? How you doing, brother? What is going on, man? Excited for for another great episode of the Let's Talk Sports Show, man. And I I get to do a little a little producing here, so hopefully I don't I don't screw it up too bad, so I don't get a, I don't get one of those uh, emails from from Tanner saying what the hell you've been doing. Uh, but now <laughs> I'm looking looking forward to it, man. We're gonna have some fun. Looking forward to talking to Ryan. Uh, get our fantasy stuff situated so that we can uh, be as prepared as possible. So. If you're new to the channel, hit the subscribe, smash that like button, click on the little bell. Um, and Tanner is um, Ryan is definitely somebody that you want to follow uh, for any type of fantasy uh, information and stuff like that. Tan uh, Ryan is is a killer at fantasy, um, but we'll see we'll see what happens with him and Scott tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun and looking forward to it, man. Always looking forward to these shows. Most definitely, uh, Johnny. Let me get your thoughts on the uh, MLB All Star uh, All Star Game. I thought it was pretty intriguing. You know, I thought it was uh, – a, a, I feel like I said this on a different show last night, Cup Cadential. Uh, I said, to me, it, baseball has the best all-star game because you can't fake it, right? Like you right. can't go – you can't half-ass uh, baseball. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that uh, 110%. It's definitely the best of, of all the all-star Pro Bowl-type games uh, because, like you said, you, you yeah, you can't half-ass playing baseball – uh, the guys are still throwing 90 plus. So um, that's what makes it the, the most enjoyable to watch. Um, I mean, the home run derby is whatever and the dunk contest, you know what I'm saying? But the Pro Bowl is 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 pretty much flag football, but they just happen to have all the equipment on. Um, and then the NBA is just basically it's like if you're playing out in the, in the street, just, you know, just free balling it all, 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 all game long because there's no defense at all. Um, but no, I, lo I love the baseball all-star game for that simple fact that they do, you know, everybody still plays hard. Guys want to win that. Um, so it, it, ma it makes it a little bit more fun, but I'm anxious for the for the regular season uh, to start back up, man, so we can get back to the games that matter. Yeah, uh, let's uh, bring in one of the other guys, uh, uh, Mr. Sam, Mr. Third Down himself, uh, <laughs> as he's been uh, newly called now. What up, what up? Sam, know, what's up, my man? I was going to serenade you with pictures of you, pictures of me, but you had to go ruin it with the Mr. Third Down. Now, you know what? Like Chris Jericho says, you're on the list. All right? You're on the list. Anyway, I'm good, Nick. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. What Did you catch any of the All-Star game? Uh, and I know you said you're going to Cincinnati to watch a little uh, – Ella Dela Cruz on uh, this weekend. How excited yeah, are you for nice, that? Nice. Oh, I'm pretty pumped about it. Sure, I'm with my in-laws, but, you know, uh, get to watch baseball. And 
wear Guardians gear and probably get flicked off the entire time as I sit there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's all part of it. I didn't get a chance to watch the All-Star game. Sounds like a good time, so I'll have to go back and watch clips of it and uh, educate myself a little bit. Enjoy it. What was uh, your Mr. Wrestler guy? What was your thoughts on Monday Night Raw before we uh, bring in? I, I've been having such a good time with wrestling, but this is the first episode that I've been watching. See, I, I got back into wrestling after WrestleMania. This is the first episode where I was like, ugh. Like, I, don't, I don't know. It just fell <laughs> flat. And then you hear, I don't know if y'all saw this, but uh, Zane and Kevin started fighting the Judgment Day in the gorilla position back there. Like they were having, heard that. Heard they that. were having words about how crappy that match was and whatnot, bad spots and all that stuff. So I'm curious. I'd be really curious to be a fly on the wall in that discussion about who was supposed to be where and blah, blah, blah like that. But, yeah, it was a week. I thought it was kind of a week show, to be honest with you. But still looking forward to SmackDown this Friday. Yeah, it'll be good, Emerson. Uh, shout out here to this kid right here, Arrowhead um, News and Rumors Report. I was on his show uh, yesterday, actually. It was a good show. Please check it out. Uh, he's 14-year-old. Uh, putting in work, you know, he's uh, really knowledgeable. So if you haven't uh, checked that out, if you, especially if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, check out Arrowhead News and uh, Rumors and Report on YouTube. Uh, give the kids some love, give the kids some support. Cause uh, I mean, we were all 14 year old at one time, loving sports. And I, I, I told him, I think I told him last night, if I was 14, that would be me. I would be you right now putting on my own YouTube show and things like that at 14. Cause that's all I ever wanted to do. And, uh, the kid's on his way. So, uh, and I, I, honest to God, the kid is better than a lot of uh, half the people who have got podcasts. I promise you, the kid was knowledgeable. Uh, he was great. Uh, so, please check it out. And speaking of great guys, did oh, you know Hall of Famer. we are amongst a Hall of Famer? Yes. Who, who knew? Who, who knew? It? Who, who, who knew that this man? From Belmont, is it? Am I saying it right? Is it Belmont High School? Yep, yep. Belmont High School in Massachusetts, uh, back in the 1830s, when James <laughs> Naismith was putting down the basket, they this guy was putting it in the hole. Give it up oh. for our very own. Every show's got a Hall of Famer, boys, and now we finally got one. Give it up for our very own Hall of Famer, Scott Cole. Yeah. Pulled out the shades and everything, boy. The boy. The shades are All of you peasants. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, don't get too big. Dan said I needed to do something. Dan said I needed to do something, so that's right. Did you see that? He nodded at me. He nodded at me. (laughs) Don't get too big time for us now, Scott. I know you're going to – the offers are going to be on the table for Fox Sports, ESPN. Uh, Just remember where you started at, buddy. I told Dan I, I need the Johnny Cruz contract or I'm going free agency. That's oh. it. <laughs> Don't know what we up, work guys. I'm start are living up to my contract before I get a pink slip. <laughs> it's it's yeah, Wait, you, guys, you guys got paid? What? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 we're just we're just kidding, Sam. We're just kidding, Sam. Oh, we're okay. just kidding. Right. We do this strictly for fun, bro. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask Dan. Any questions, bro? Don't yes. Ask any questions? Oh, I, I won't. I won't. It's fine. <laughs> Scott, but, yo, I was, I was thinking. You, sorry, I didn't, I I didn't know you were a hooper, thing. Scott. But I mean, right. Scott, you're you're a hooper. 
I didn't know I was this good either to be a Hall of Famer. So, <laughs> to be honest with you, no. You know, you, in high school, you you just you know, when I was a little kid, I played in the youth basketball travel league, and it, it, the itch just started. And I decided to do it in high school, and you know, sure enough, I get on the varsity team, and the rest a thousand of points, Scott. That's nothing to sniff at. Right. No, it's not. It's not to be honest with you. But I don't look at myself as a really good basketball player. I look at myself as. Oh, really, Somebody old man? Because that's what we look at you like, too. So, yeah. <laughs> don't be humble, bro. Don't be humble. It's, it's okay to brag, the, uh, bro. Me and Keith had the Geritol cake at the uh, at the nursing home today. So nice, we celebrated. Nice. Did they bring the cake out and said, Mr. Hall of Fame at the nursing home? Did they throw you a party? Or are they planning a party for you? Well, they threw us a party. They gave us some uh, Geritol cake and V8 tomatoes. You're going to get a second sponge? Sponge bath. I am. Oh, that's the best part of it. I get an extra yeah. sponge bath in the room all day tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. We're all super proud of you. That's, I mean, yeah, it's something probably other than getting married to my wife, obviously. Today was probably one of the coolest days I've had. She's not so what are they, what's the, what's the plan, Scott? Are they are they gonna bring you back home and 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 what's the what do they do there? They're gonna roll me out in the wheelchair. No, the one of the <laughs> one of the players that was that played with me will will induct me into the Hall of Fame, and I'll just give like a a three minute speech, which I'm terrible at, but I'm gonna give. They're it gonna hang your they're gonna uh, hang your jersey in the rafters, Scott. No, SJ they're not one do on that. the jersey. SJ no, Cobe one on the. The they have a banner. They have a banner as you enter the the. When I played, and now the gym is different. They built a obviously that was. They probably got four different schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. So uh, so they have a banner up that has all the Hall of Famers. So that'll that'll be put up in the gym when the induction ceremony happens. Some it's late in August. They haven't nailed down a date yet. So yeah, we we need we need pictures, man, or yes. video or something, man. You know, say hey, I'll, I'll shoot a live. Yeah, stream we're all proud of our boy here, man. Type. So so we yeah. want to be able to, to to you know experience it a little bit ourselves a, too, man. It's a cool it's a cool feeling. It's it awesome, really bro. It's awesome to be, to be so recognized as one of the best. So you'll you'll always That's be awesome. Hall of Fame in my book, Scott. Absolutely, man. I hope now, so. This just, this just so. validates. This just validates. Dan, Dan, please come up with some money. Would you please? <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Dan. Shout Harris. out to Dan. Yeah, Dan DM me today and uh, and said some nice things to me. So I'm I'm very happy. Scott, uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, your own Hall of Fame uh, coach uh, from your own team. It's reported if he doesn't win this year. He could be out the door. You and you and Bill could be sharing the nursing home together. I think his nursing home is probably going to be a lot nicer than the one you're in. But uh, you know, what's what's your what's your thoughts there? I I've been saying for years, Bill Belichick, the GM, needs to be fired, and Bill Ooh. Belichick, the coach, needs to stay. And and I think that report suggests that he may lose his job. I think you're talking about the the, the player personnel type of job that he does. I think that's gonna he's gonna lose that, and I think he's gonna stay on as head coach. He's done himself Will, no favors as a GM, no favors. The, the draft picks are awful, uh, uh, terrible. Yeah. terrible. I mean, look yeah. at Nikhil Man. Harry, Lawrence Maroney was good for what half a season when he drafted him, and then he was then he was trash after that. Um, he hasn't really had a good draft since maybe the mid two two thousand five two thousand six somewhere in that area. 
So, you know, he trades these picks away, he trades down. I mean, we all know what he does. He, uh, you know, he, he when the Atlanta Falcons were going to select Julio, the year that Julio came out, they called Belichick and asked Bel and Belichick was like, don't draft him. Don't, don't draft a wide receiver that early. And look what Julio did in Atlanta. So, you know, he, he, he's lost a little bit off, off the curveball in terms of. Is he, is he, so, I mean, that way worked for so long, right? When they had yeah. Tom Brady and they had the grocery bag wide receivers and this and that, yep. the, the game is not working there. And now we're what year three away now from Tom Brady being gone. And. Uh, yeah. Is it year three, right, or year four? Year four. It's year four. Year yeah, four. Is, yeah, four. Going, going into the fourth season. Going into yeah, the going year. into year four. Like it, now, it looks like it was Tom Brady, right, and not Bill. I think it was a great marriage, but I, it, will he give up that GM job and just be the coach? I don't. I don't know if he will. I think there's this thing that's called pride, and and uh, you know, uh, there's a great scene in Pulp Fiction where he said, "That's pride fucking with you." And sometimes you got to say, fuck pride. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I a thousand percent agree with you, Nick. I, I think he's going to go screaming and, and, and crying and whatever into the night when, when Kraft comes to him after they go seven and 10 this year and say, Hey Bill, you know, it's time for you to give up the responsibilities of being the GM and just focus on being the coach. I don't think he's going to like it. That's why he loves New England because Kraft has given him this full reign, but he hasn't done anything in the last four years, you know, Everybody says, "Oh, last year we haven't really done anything." They haven't won a playoff game in five years, right? Like, exactly. You know, right. Cole offensive coordinators they have last year. I don't know what he was thinking with Joe Judge and Patricia. That was a failure. The first year, you know, with Mac Jones was okay, wasn't great, and then he started to play around with Mac Jones' psyche. And it, this is a young quarterback. I mean, what are you doing? With him, what what are you doing? Do you so, think that was a Robert Kraft pick, or did he want Mac Jones? Uh Kraft wanted Mac Jones. Kraft See? knew they needed a quarterback. So I mean, maybe that was him. maybe that was just Bill's way of saying of you know showing his displeasure with that pick. Yeah, you know because, I mean? because how, many times, how many times has Belichick drafted a skill player in the first round in his twenty two years in New England? Right, maybe right. four or five times. So he would rather go cornerback, guard, um, you know, on the line someplace. But Cold he yeah, I mean, yeah. he he might he might have wanted to go with a, a more veteran quarterback to kind of lead his team. Not necessarily a Derek Carr or somebody like that. Maybe he wanted to go after Stidham and get Stidham back yeah. or something. You know, what I'm saying like who knows? But it, it felt like it almost felt like New England had no choice but to take Mac Jones because he happened to fall to them. At that spot, and I think he felt well, you, because he sucks. Johnny Mac honest, Jones was the 49ers wanted Mac Jones at one point. They he was gonna yeah. go to three. Uh and they at the last minute they went Trey Lance. Like it was yeah, that draft day going they, into the draft they, day. They they, re, they realized that it's Mac Jones. You know if what I'm you remember, so, if, <laughs> yeah. If you remember when Garoppolo was drafted, that's who Belichick wanted to take over. Yep. It was Garoppolo for Brady. Yeah, yep. yep. And then yep. they drafted Stidham, and, and all the talk up here with Belichick was Stidham's the next guy. He's going to be a really good quarterback. He's going. What has Stidham done in the NFL career to suggest that? Nothing. Well, he was, you know, to to your he point, played Scott, okay those couple games for the Raiders. He wanted I, I thought he did okay. okay. Yeah, he, he wanted okay Jimmy G to yeah. start. He was going. He was willing to kick Tom Brady to the curb. He was willing yeah. to trade Tom Brady to the Forty Niners. Yeah, and that was the big riff, right? Like that was that yeah. started the breaks and the cracks of the Bill Check Brady relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Scott, yeah. let me ask you this before we bring in our guest, uh, our first guest of the night. Uh, if if it, I don't think they're going to be very good. And from what we've talked about on previous shows, you don't either. No. If he is fired, who the hell's next over there? And who, I mean, it's almost a reclamation project, right? Like you have to rebuild this thing from the ground up almost. Yeah, so the talk has been either Gerard Mayo, who, you know, did not interview anyplace else in the offseason because he must have got some kind of assurances that he'd be the next guy, which is which is okay in my book if it's Gerard Mayo. Or the guy you just brought in an offensive coordinator who has the head coaching experience in Bill O'Brien. One of those two guys I would think is going to be the next guy. So – but the, the reason here's the reason why Bob Kraft and Tom Brady have this really close relationship. I mean, it's it's solid. And I think Kraft Belichick went to Kraft and said, Hey, it's time to move on from Tom. You know, we've had our run. It's time to go. And Kraft was like, not a chance. Not and Kraft won out because he's the owner. So that's why they Brady did not go. Well, that was in the book. That was in the book. Scott, it was. It was. They had a big ass dinner. And then Tom Brady's wife, uh Giselle was like Nah, Tom is staying and, and this and that. And it was in, uh, there's a whole book. I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, very detailed in, in that situation about the, the cracks that uh, yeah. began to lie. And that's where the cracks exactly started when I think Kraft told Brady at that and, and Giselle at the dinner, look, Bill wants to move on from you. He's ready to put Stidham in. He's ready to put Garoppolo in, whoever it was at the time. And I think that's where the cracks in the armor started with both of these guys when that when that dinner happened. I, so. I read about it in a uh, Matt Miller article, uh, mm-hmm. and they talked about how he started to uh, – oh, Jim. Jim's on. Jim Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he talked about how, like, the 49ers were in the office, and all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm not trading Garoppolo, but would you like Tom Brady? And the 49ers were like, what like they they couldn't yeah. believe it and stuff yeah. like that. yeah. Jim, yeah. real real yeah, quick, Jim wants to know who will be longer coach, Pop or Bill? It's Pop because Pop. he just I think Pop. Pop. extension. Pop. Mm-hmm. Pop. And he's and he's got he's got the the you know the the whole Wimbayana and this whole yeah. thing. Everybody's all excited yeah. about it, so he's rejuvenated now. He's got this stud kid that he's going to get to groom yeah. and build a team around. So Pop, yeah, Pop is going to stick around as long as he possibly can. Uh, what up, Jim? Bill's got three years tops left. That's it. That's it. Scott, I, uh, I, I, is, it, is it possible? Is it possible? I, I don't have like this long range knowledge, but I do know that Kraft has had like articles written about him where it's like Kraft work and all these things, you know, that like feed into what an he awesome. Saved, he did. saved them, right, Scott, from moving? Right. He did. Yes, he did. He they were going to move to St. Louis, I want to say, when James Bush or Orthline was the, the owner. And Kraft right. came in at the last minute and made him an, a blow away offer that Orthline could not refuse. And he saved the Patriots from here. And then there's been talk, you know, in the in the years, they were going to move to Rhode Island. And and they came Rhode up with the stadium. Rhode Island. That's because when these teams come into to, to New England, they land in Providence. So he Ooh, wanted to build you. a stadium down in close, Providence, close, close, close to proximity to everything. And then they were going to put a mall and a movie theater and all this stuff up. That um, you know, and and the the state of Massachusetts said, "Whoa, wait a minute, we don't want you moving. We'll build your new stadium. You know, you'll get all the bells and whistles, whatever you want. You got." So that's how he got saved from moving to Rhode Island. So there's been two or three times 
where New England, where the Patriots have been saved from moving out of New England, out of uh, Massachusetts. Scott, but my question, I think my question is, is there like just zero chance that he just fires him outright, even after like, like, is he going to put up with a really bad season and just I, say, I think he does. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he does, Sam. I, I think, okay. yeah, for all the Belichick, for all the, the successes that Belichick and the Patriots have had here in New England, I, I can't see him firing him totally. I can see him just moving on from the GM position and saying, okay, Bill, you're going to concentrate on being the head coach. We're going to give you the players. We're going to give you the talent. We're going to make one more run at this. And then that's going to be it. I, he I don't wants think to break Shula's record. He wants to break Shula's record. I don't think that, that's why he's sticking think around. Bill wants to. I don't think Bill wants to do that. Just be the coach anymore. But right. I, we'll we'll that, find out. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that, it's, that that that's what makes me wonder. Does Kraft know that, and he's going to present it to him like that, just to not look like the bad guy, knowing that Bill's not going to want to take that, and maybe Bill will walk away. And yeah. if Robert yeah, well, Kraft doesn't look like the bad guy, like, hey, I tried to keep him as the coach, but. Robert Kraft is, is the one thing with Kraft that you can say is he's very loyal to guys like a Brady, like a Brewski, like a Mayo, like all these guys. So he's going to be loyal to Bill because Bill Belichick has brought all this championship stuff to New England. So he's going to be loyal to him to the end. But if, if Belichick says, if I'm not both, I'm walking away, you know, then Kraft might just let him walk away and say, okay, Bill, this is what you wanted. Out the door you go. Let's see if you yeah. go. You know, I don't. He'll be scooped up in a minute, but I think he's just he needs to have full control of the organization, and I don't think he's going to have that in New England much longer. So I don't, I don't either, and it'll be interesting. So and now, what for you done uh, late me league? Uh, that's you know that's the game of the NFL. Yeah. I don't want to keep our guests waiting any longer, Johnny. Go ahead and get this ad read, and we'll bring in our guest. All right, people, I got to let you know about our friends at Underdog, the daily fantasy app. Uh, you can download the app on your phone or on whatever device you have, or you can go to underdog.com. Uh, make sure you use the promo code LTS, and they will match you up to $100. Uh, they have uh, the best ball drafts of all the sports. They have daily all the daily fantasy uh, drafts that you could possibly think of. Um, like I said, you can either download it, the app on your phone or any device you have, or you can go to underdog.com. Make sure you use the promo code LTS and they will match you a deposit up to a hundred dollars. So definitely check it out. That you know what I'm saying that helps us out a lot. So hit that, hit, hit that, hit underdog up. Um, and like I said, get all your fantasy stuff going. And what better time to talk about fantasy than our next guy right here? No, that's yeah. right, Johnny. Uh, you can't say fantasy and not say this guy's name. It's in his dang Twitter handle, in fact. Uh, <laughs> you can catch him right here on the Let's Talk Sports Network on about eight different shows. You can catch him on Twitter. He's writing for Rotoballer. He's writing for this network. He's writing for this. Uh, but what he's not doing, boys, he's not beating your boy Bodkins with a oh. championship on the line. But oh. hey, give it up anyway for third place of the LTS <laughs> Fantasy League. My brother from another mother, Mr. Ryan Larison. Nick, Nick, I think Tanner said we're supposed to be nice to our guests. Uh, that is I, being nice. That is oh, being That's nice. the nicest thing he's ever said to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Never mind. What up, Ryan? What up? Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Nick, how much did it cost you to get that child's replica belt? To just <laughs> on your shoulder there. Hey, baby, that. you know, hey, I ain't gonna fry. I want me one of those. a Christmas present, Ryan. Mom's I know, I know, you're a big guy, but that looks—I mean, it looks like 
this big in your hand. I know those titles are bigger. I got replicas downstairs. You know, your, your mom sent to me for a Christmas present. Mom sent to me for a Christmas present. You know, it's, it's fantasy champ, baby. Hey, she's as competitive right. as I am. There ain't no way she's sending anybody else. That's, right. Right. That right That's our first mom joke of the day right there. <laughs> Let me ask you something. You guys would just saw, felt bad for Nick and allowed him to win so he'd have his glory. This year there's a cash prize going on supposedly. So Nick Nick's not sniffing the championship this year, correct? Hey, we'll no. see. I know the world's gonna everybody's gonna be gunning for me because that's just what happens when you're at the top of the mountain. Oh, you're, you you've got a lot of people gunning for you for sure this year. So. <laughs> Ryan, welcome. Uh making your debut debut uh on the Let's yeah. Talk Sports show. So we appreciate about damn time. <laughs> yes, about thanks, damn time. Thanks for I know you're us into your busy schedule there, Ryan. Yeah, listen, man. I've wanted to be on here for a while, so I'm happy to finally be on here. Uh, I got all the children in, in bed. They're asleep. So I've got all the time in the world to actually be able to sit down and talk some fantasy football with you guys. How much melatonin did you give all 10 of those kids? All of them except the 12-year-old got at least one milligram of melatonin. Uh, okay, I, no drugs. I, I, I just rub whiskey on the – like Jack Daniels whiskey on my toddler's gum. You know, right? That you leaves go. less whiskey for me. I feel bad for Ryan, and this is how I feel bad. You see, On your Twitter feed, you see all these people in round 19 and 20 of the Scott Fishbowl. I haven't even drafted. I draft Saturday Live in Boston. Poor, poor Ryan, he's in the fifth and sixth round of the fishbowl, and he might not end until, like, September 1st in his draft. So I mean, the season I already started, huh, Ryan? I haven't made a pick today. I haven't made a pick <laughs> wow. all day. My last oh, wow. pick was at, like, 5 o'clock last night, and oh then I got God. told that Chris Olave wasn't And, and Scott, you haven't even started picking yet? We live draft Saturday in Boston. What the live drafts do is they draft the first 10 rounds, and then we, we draft the rest online. But – Last year when I did it was the first year of the live Scott Fishbowl drafts. We were done like about four days after we live drafted because everybody just wanted to draft, you know, their teams as fast as they could. But right. poor Brian had a had a slow draft, and it's a sl slow draft. Slow, slow is a nice way to put that. <laughs> Army I, mean, I guess, I guess there's, there's good and bad draft. to that. There's good because you have time to kind of really think about it, but at the same time it could be bad because you'll start second-guessing yourself. Oh, you're already ruined when so. you're drafting a slow draft like this, completely like this. It's like you forget about right. it, and all of a sudden you get this notification. Oh, I'm on the clock. I gotta go make a pick. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's pick that big, beautiful brain of yours. Uh, let's. I'm just gonna. We're gonna start off with some positions. I just want you to give me like three guys that you're higher than, and three guys that you're lower in, and then we're gonna let Mr. Hall of Fame Scott Cobe, uh, you know, him kind of rebuttal and give his uh, objections, and then we're gonna do a little. Uh, I'm gonna pick three guys in a, a scenario, and I want you to give me those three here. So let's start at uh, the wide receiver. That the wide receiver position seems to have moved past the running back position as the most important position. Who are three guys that you are higher on, and then everybody else? And uh, who are three guys that you're lower on? Hi, Tanner. How Tanner? Why aren't you on the show? First of all, get time to t you know type in the comments. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're not in control here, Tanner. It's our time now. Putting the important stuff in the comments at least though. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's start. I mean, I've written so many articles about the guy, I feel like I have to. I don't know if I'm technically higher on him than everybody else, but I've got him inside my top ten. Garrett Wilson, man. Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rock 
Rodgers, Nick, you know well about what Aaron Rodgers can do with an actual top-tier wide receiver. I'm looking at you, Alan Lazard, who screwed up everybody last season. <laughs> Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rodgers, with what he was able to do last year with – it was under 55% of his passes were actually catchable, which was just an astounding stat that stuck out to me when I was going over all this stuff. Garrett Wilson is going to be an absolute beast this year. He only caught four touchdowns last season. He's going to, I mean, if he catches 10 to 12, nobody's going to be shocked at this point with Rodgers throwing in the ball. This could be what we saw when Devontae Adams started to break out early in his career. This oh. is what's going to happen with Garrett Wilson. He's an easy top 10. You can leave your draft with him as your wide receiver one. You're not going to be upset. But now I'm starting to see him go in the late first round, so I think people are starting to catch up on him. So if you want Garrett Wilson, you're going to have to pay the price, but I think he's absolutely worth the price. I don't know what you guys think about him, but I'm I'm leaving drafts with him as my wide receiver one if I'm going late in the first round, early in the second round, and I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I guess it would it would depend on who else is available when you when you pick there. Uh, but yeah, you can't lose with him, especially I think he's- like, like you mentioned with having Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. He's just gonna enhance that kid. Even he won more. rookie of the year with freaking. He won rookie of the year because Brees Hall got hurt, bro. You know, what I'm saying? that's the yeah, only reason why he won rookie of the year. And I like Garrett Wilson, but let's you're know saying <laughs> let's let's hold off there because Brees Hall, that dude is special, bro. I hope he comes back healthy, uh, even though he's on the Jets or whatever. But that that kid has a spe- he's he's special in my opinion, Brees Hall. But no, I like Wilson. Yeah, was- I mean. He's um he's gone going in front of Devontae Adams where he wasn't early in the draft season in, in April and May. He should go in front of Devontae Adams. Well, because we don't know who's throwing Devontae the ball, right? That's the thing. He, he I mean, he was going around the Stefan Diggs range early in the offseason because nobody knew what was going on with Diggs. But I agree with Ryan. I, I think if you get him late first, early second, he's your number one receiver. He's gonna get 150, 160 targets this year, easily, I think. So all right. Yeah, he, he about touched 140 last year. Who's yeah. who's another wide receiver you like more than uh, uh, everybody else? Well, I got to highlight him because we have so many 49ers faithfuls fans in in no, the LTS don't. community. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, no, <laughs> don't let the peer pressure get to you, man. I, I Paul, pretend- Paul ain't going to come after you, bro. Just do what I do. Just pretend they don't exist, you know, and move on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I love Brandon Ayuk. I've got him ranked higher than Debo. Yeah. I've got him inside my yeah. top 20. I think yeah. 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 He finished top 15 last year. He's going to finish top 20 again this year. He is the best pure receiver on San Francisco, and he's going to prove it again this year. He's finally out of Shanahan's doghouse. We don't need to worry about that crap where Shanahan's sitting him because he doesn't like the way that Ayuk practices, whatever the hell that means. You know, get over it. Like, Ayuk is a – He's a dominator when he's on the field. He's going to have a quarterback in Brock Purdy that's going to get him the ball. I'm not worried about what is going to happen with San Francisco. Everyone's like, well, now we're worried about Christian McCaffrey being there full-time the entire season. Is that going to affect it? The only thing that happens to these wide receivers when they get more people around them is it gets a lot harder for opposing defenses to cover them. So I'm not worried about, oh, my God, Christian McCaffrey's there. He's taking away coverage. That's only good for – uh, Brandon Ayuk, so I'm not worried about that. Brandon Ayuk is going to be perfectly fine. Um, so are you I've at all worried about who's throwing him the ball? No, even if season? it's Trey, say it's Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, he's played with crappy quarterbacks already in his career. Facts. 
This is Where? the DJ Moore effect, right? Like DJ Moore playing with Justin Fields, that's probably DJ Moore's best quarterback of his career. And as much as we like Justin Fields as a runner, do we all love him as a passer yet? That hasn't yeah. been proven yet. But he's getting an upgrade technically moving into 2023. So I'm not worried about it. I love Ayuk. He's outside the top 30, top 35 for a lot of rankers. I've got him at number 20. I think he's going to absolutely dominate this year. And you're going to get one hell of a, uh, you know, I think he's going late 7th, early 8th is where I usually see him drafted. I've seen him go later. You can get him later. But at that price, he's going as your wide receiver 3, wide receiver 4. And he's going to give you top 24 production for most of the season, in my opinion. So I'm not worried about that. I think he's a steal where he's going right now. So when I did my initial rankings, which was which came out way before OTAs, I had a Ayuk at 37. Right now I have him at 16. I, everything out of wow, out you're of even higher than me. <laughs> yeah, everything out of 49ers camp has been so glowing about this kid that, and he's going into his third year, and this is where wide receivers usually start start their ascent up the charts in the NFL. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be miles ahead of Debo this year. Debo's way overrated, way overdrafted this year. So I, I'm with Ryan. I'm I'm on the Brandon Ayuk train. I, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year this year. Yeah, Who, I like Ayuk. Who's your last uh, wide receiver that you got rated high? I hate it because – well, actually, you know what? I love it because Tanner's not here, so he doesn't get to do victory laps while I talk about him. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, guys. Kadarius Tony. Well, hold on. There's a, what's, first, I was about to say, I thought there was some drama going on or something. There's some weird drama going on there. What is going on there? Do you guys really care about that? You gonna care about that in three weeks? Are you when it care comes to him, when it comes to him and his, you know, what I'm saying like, yes, like, with all the shenanigans and stuff that he did at the Giants, that would worry me a little. I'm bit. with Johnny. I'm a little sure. worried. Uh, and with Andy, and with Andy Reid, he could kind of you know rein him the in. Difference, but he doesn't have you never know, man. White Michael Vick, who can't throw as well as Michael <laughs> Vick in the last few years of his career, throwing him the ball. He's gonna be perfectly fine in Kansas City. Dude, the the highs of what Kadarius Tony could reach are top twelve yeah. highs, yeah. and you're able to get him at a price where you're paying ninth, tenth round value for a guy that can give you top twelve production. I understand that you know last year the top receiver for uh, Kansas City for fantasy purposes was Juju. He didn't even finish inside the top thirty six. But all that team has done is step backwards in terms of additions to the wide receiver room. That only means good things for Kadarius Tony. He is the most talented wide receiver on that roster, bar none. The only problem is his injury history, and I understand that that sucks. But when you've only got to pay a near double-digit round price for the guy who can give you top 12 production, I don't think there's anybody going that late right now that could finish as high as Tony could potentially finish. So he's on every single one of my best ball teams. I have – I think it's – 33 best ball leagues now. I have him on every single best ball team so far, and I've gotten him past round seven in every single best ball draft. And he's going higher in those drafts because you're looking for guys who can spike and give you 20 plus point weeks. So I'm all in. Pay the price for him. He's not going to raise too much in drafts right now. Even if they say he's the best receiver in camp, everyone's still going to, there's still Sky Moore truthers out there. There's Justin Ross truthers out there. And you got Travis Kelsey that'll take some targets away too. So Exactly. Everyone wants Kelsey and that's perfectly fine. Where he's going makes total sense. Give me the guy who's going nine rounds later than Kelsey and I'll take the value on that. Hooked up with the best quarterback in the NFL all day long. Well, here's, here's and, a, and a coach like that too, man. 
Here's the best part about Tony. When it back 10 years ago, if you draft him in the ninth round, he was probably your third wide receiver. Nowadays, if you draft him in the ninth or tenth round, he can be your wide receiver four or five. So for that price, I'm taking a shot at him. And you know what? If he gets injured or he doesn't pan out, you never start him. You just keep him on your bench. You never start him or you release him. One of the two. But at that cost, I'm all in on Tony because if he does go off, you, you've got a guy that's that's an insane value for you in the draft in round nine or ten. So I, I'm I'm all in on Tony. I agree with Ryan. So hey, Ryan, before we ask you the the uh, bottom three, uh, we we've had a debate here for the last three weeks or so plus on a one uh, D Hop. Uh, oh, Mr. Insane. Third Down down there thinks that uh, D Hop has passed his prime. Won't get to thousand yards. Doesn't matter who, what team he goes to. Uh, says he's a wide receiver two uh, at best. What's your thoughts on a one DeAndre Hopkins? And what if he went to the Chiefs, which could be possible? It's possible. Well, right now it's looking like he's going to be your new wide receiver one, man. So why are you so down on the guy? Because he he might be going to the Titans, and if he goes to the Titans, well, let- for fantasy. Let, let, uh, let's look at it, okay, shall we? I've had uh, Andre Johnson on my team who didn't work out, Randy Moss on my team that didn't work out. Every 30-plus wide receiver I put on my team has not worked out, and we have overpaid them. So, yeah, you are I'm the a little wary. I am a little wary of it. That, yeah. that explains so, a lot, Sam. That explains a lot. So, hey, listen. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never discredit that because you're 100% right. That was actually brought up on a show that I was listening to earlier today. Where like it's just Tennessee's the 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 older wide receiver That's killer. Where they go to die. That's just where, where they, they go, go to die. die. So, Quarterbacks go to Cleveland to die, and wide yeah, receivers running, go running to backs go to Arizona, and yep, easy on James Conner there. Hey, look, but look, it, it is not absolutely insane, despite what these yahoos say. It is it's not, not insane, insane to think that his production would go down. If okay. your quarterback was Ryan Tannehill. Or <laughs> anybody else. It's not insane that you might no. take a step no. back in your career. Yeah. But I think if he lands in Tennessee, he's a top, I would say he's a top 36 wide receiver. You can use him as a as a wide receiver three flex. You're not high on Traylon Burks at all. He looks pretty good at camp. I like Sam so Hayden. here's my problem. I love Burks and I love Chig, especially you know, considering Chig. where they're being taken in drafts right now. Chig, Chig will have is, the highest fantasy points on the Titans. I, I highly believe that. He is my most drafted tight end in best ball right now yes. uh, with Greg Dolchich being a very close second because I can get those guys in super late rounds. With the show that we just did earlier today, uh, our fantasy show on LTS, Chig and Dolchich were the two guys that Matt and I both highlighted You know, as late round targets for tight end. If you want to wait on the position, those are guys that you go for. Chig is that high-end type of guy where you're looking for those big-time spike weeks. Dolchich should assume a pretty decent target share to where he's going to be con- more consistent every single week, just won't have the same spikes. But in terms of Burks, Burks never really got a fair shake last year. When he was actually fully healthy, he's playing he with Malik Willis, who you know can't complete like 40% of his friggin' passes. And then the shell of Josh Dobbs, which I don't even know what good Josh Dobbs looks like. 
Like, I, I don't know what that is. So, is there such a thing as good Josh Dobbs? That's a- exactly. Is there a good Josh Dobbs? I mean, he's I, been in the NFL for a long time. He's got to be that, good at something. And that, and that hurts me as a UT fan, but it's true. <laughs> Whether well, Hopkins goes to Tennessee or not, I'm all in on Traylon Burks this year. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year with Ryan I, Tannehill. I just think he's going to have a great year. I, I will tell you. I will tell you this. Everything I've seen from this this kid down here, he's changed his body. He looks great. He's out there. Last year, he was dealing with the asthma issue. Uh, he's out there all the time. He's one of the first in the building. He's working hard. He's ready to roll. So, I, I like him. The one thing that scares me is Ryan Tannehill. Mm. So well, you see, yeah, that, true, but to me, I'm encouraged by Tannehill because yeah. I saw what crap happened last year in Tennessee. I want yeah. Tannehill to start all 17 games this year. Agreed. And Tannehill's proven that he now. can, he can, he can carry. He carried AJ Brown, you know. So, Ryan Tannehill for, carried AJ Brown. What I mean is, like, he showed he's that he to can sound like Tanner now. He got no, the ball what, I mean is, <laughs> what I mean by that is, he's shown that he can be, a, he can carry a wide receiver relevant, uh, wide receiver relevant. Uh, per- person, you know what I mean? That's what I mean by that. Well, like, like, he, he, he can make he the can one support, or two throws in a game. Yes, he can support a wide receiver <laughs> in fantasy purposes. Well, I'm not saying, saying he's, he's, a, a, he's a difference maker, are you? No. no I mean, look at it this way. Is Tannehill a top 10 quarterback? No. No. But can he no. support one really good wide receiver? Yes, because yeah. he's got one of the best running backs in the in the world behind him, so he doesn't this, have to throw us often in the play action more effective. This is what it is. This is which is the this best is, thing that Ryan Tannehill can do is the play action where you know I'm saying he's only going to have that one or two reads and he could throw he could throw the ball. So they, yeah. this is what it comes down to for me. It is going to be that Tim Kelly offense, okay? Like when 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 mm-hmm. he had Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, he had a, a decent running back, not even a great running back. He did good. The play action pass was working. It did really well. When Arthur Smith was here, he ran the play action almost exclusively right. in right. the past game and whatnot. Yeah. I now listen. I've been on the show and 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 said I still don't think the Titans are going to have a good year, and I'll stand by that. But if they have any success this year, it is because Tim Kelly has got the pass game going. That is the only way they'll be good this year. Well, if you get if you get D Hop, do you think you can challenge the Jags? No, I I don't think D Hop changes it very much. I I do think we split with the Jags, but I I don't think D Hop is going to move that needle exponentially. Now, this is the part where I wish I hope I'm wrong. And uh, like D Hop comes in and he gets a thousand yards, and I have to end up what I don't know drinking more mayo in my coffee to make Nick happy. I don't know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so so Ryan, who are who? Give me uh, your wide receiver that you are down on. So does does a guy at the back end of the top twenty four count? Because <laughs> sure. I yeah, so many bro. people so many people are really high on uh, DK Metcalf. And if you look at what DK Metcalf did last year, it was like two really good spike weeks and absolutely no production inside the top 24 besides that. And the only reason he finished where he finished is because he played all 17 games. So it's a war of attrition type thing. He's finding a way. He's finding a way to score a bunch of fantasy points because he played 17 games compared to the guy that played 13. So it's one of those things where you really got to look at like points per game and their average, uh, uh, per game stats and stuff like that. And I was not impressed with Metcalf. And now you add uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You add, you have Tyler Lockett. You've got Noah Fant. You've got Will Disley. You add a pass catching running back and Zach Charbonnet. I, people got him inside their top 15. I don't want anything to do with DK Metcalf as 
you know, let alone my wide receiver one, even as my wide receiver two, I'm not thrilled about that when you've got all these targets that are getting the ball spread around an offense that Geno Smith is leading where we saw last year he'll spread the ball around. Add another weapon like JSN, it's going to get spread around even more. So where he's going in like the third, maybe sometimes fourth round I've seen him go, I want absolutely nothing to do with that. That's way too high of a price with some of the other guys that are going around him. I, I agree. I opened up with Metcalf at 21 in my initial rankings. Tyler Lockett's the number one wide receiver in Seattle. Tyler Lockett, but that's G- Geno Smith's makeup fits Tyler Lockett a whole lot better than it does DK Metcalf. So Tyler Lockett is, continu- is going to continue to get targeted over and over and over again. And DK Metcalf's going to get six to eight because he's just that game breaking wide receiver that if he catches the ball, he could take it 70 yards to the house. But to me, yeah. Tyler Lockett, I, I'm a Ty- I've been a Tyler Lockett guy for years and I continue to be. When everybody else is drafting Metcalf, go ahead in the third round. I'll take Tyler Lockett in the sixth or seventh round and be perfectly happy with that. So, yeah, Tyler Lockett is the perfect security blanket for for Gino as well, too. Man. Yeah. yeah, and they got in, in big mud, like Ryan said. Ryan, yeah. who's uh, your second wide receiver that you're fading? Ooh, that's a good question. See, putting on the spot, I'm trying to think of some of these guys where they're being ranked right now compared to where I have them ranked. Let's go. Oh, oh I know exactly who to pick on. Michael Pittman. <laughs> Man, dude. Michael Pittman. So many people were in on Michael Pittman last year, and I totally understand it. I was into Alec Pierce a little bit more because Matt Ryan, for the last like five years of his career in Atlanta, did nothing but target his wide receiver, too, especially in the end zone. He threw I like. I wish he had stayed. 30, I wish he had stayed. <laughs> he threw like 36 touchdowns to his wide receiver two and his wide receiver one only caught like 21 within the last five years of his career in Atlanta. That just tells you right there. He didn't want to challenge the top corner on the opposing defense. He was too scared to do it at that point of his career. So I was an Alec Pierce guy and, you know, Pittman had the most targets last year without finishing with, or, and the lowest fantasy finish with someone who had the highest target share pretty much ever. <laughs> and now he's getting a quarterback, a rookie quarterback who I think can turn into something, especially with Shane Steichen at the helm. But he completed, I think it was 53% of his passes in college. It was below 55% in his entire in college he, career. And now they're saying he doesn't look good right now either. They're saying he's no. not like lighting the world on fire. He's Man. bouncing balls off the ground five yards yeah. out. Like you know. what? What are we doing here with this uh, Michael Pittman around that top 24? I've got him at 42. I want nothing to do with this guy. That's a big fade. I want nothing to do with him. He is a fantasy landmine, in my opinion. Will he get 125, 130 targets? Probably, because there's absolutely nobody else there that he's going to target. But that's not going to mean anything when he's probably catching 55% of those targets. So he catches, what, 65 to 70 balls, two, three touchdowns, and gets 800 yards. That's nowhere near where he's being drafted right now. Don't draft Michael Pittman. It's not a knock on Pittman as a receiver. I think as a receiver, he's fine. It's the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. No thank you. Absolutely no thank you with a guy who completed like 52% of his passes in college. I'll take the I'll take the under on that one there. Uh, do you next. think no uh do you think like Mo Alley Cox or somebody would be good? Because you know, a, a young quarterback safety blankets a tight end. So the tight end that I've been hearing about and and I can speak on this because Shane Steichen was the OC for Philadelphia for a couple of years now. And seeing his offense, 
he puts one guy in a position at tight end to succeed, and the rest of the guys either go out there to run block or they go out there to supplement a couple of snaps, give the guy a water break, basically. They like Jelani Woods. Jelani Woods has been taking the most reps. And he's that, like 6'6". Six, six. Like, he's a huge dude. Jelani he's Woods. Well, and Mo Ali Cox is, like, close to seven he, foot. Like, these guys big, are big dudes. But Jelani Woods is – He's he reminds me the most of Dallas Goddard in that tight end room compared to the rest of the guys that are there. And if you haven't paid attention to Indy the past three, four years, even when Jack Doyle was there a couple years ago, this tight end room rotated like you know, a teenage girl changing her underwear, man. Like it's every <laughs> it's like three, four times a day. They just rotate every other snap, it feels like. So Ryan is bringing it, boy. I, I'm telling you, man. Ooh, I, I, it's my goodness. Just, it's a it's gonna be a change in offensive mindset. And if you need to pay attention, if Woods is the guy, he's going as like tight end 32 right now in drafts, I think. And that's in drafts that go past 15 rounds. He's undrafted in normal drafts. That's a guy that you need to pay attention to, if any, out of the Colts tight ends. Any Colt this year, the only Colt I'm drafting is JT. There is no other Colt that I'm drafting. I think Richardson's going in the eleventh round right now. Sorry, I'll take Rogers in the tenth or Geno in the thirteenth and leave Richardson for somebody else. Yep. So it's it's not I, I agree with Ryan hundred percent on Pittman. I was in on him last year. I'm I'm way off on him this year. It's not the talent and it's not the the guy as a wide receiver, it's the quarterback he's got. And you if you've heard reports out of Indianapolis, he's throwing it to the ground, he's throwing it you know, old five feet over their heads. He he he's not a good quarterback. I don't know what Indianapolis was thinking about drafting him, but he's not a good quarterback. Person, that's what they were ever be a good quarterback. He's I'll tell you what they were thinking. They they thought they had poor man's Jalen Hurts. They think yeah, they have right. a guy who can you know continue to improve yeah. over the next couple of years under Steichen, and they're going to find out real quick is that actually going to be a thing or not because you can't draft a guy who com- who played so little in college and completed such a low percentage of his passes and expect them to step in day one with only Michael Pittman as a really reliable receiver and think that you're going to succeed, especially with the Jaguars on the upswing. The Titans are still a good team. And then you've got Houston, who I think is on the upswing. That's the thing about, that's the thing about when they, when uh, Jalen had that big year last year, it's like they went out and got AJ Brown. They had Devonte Smith. Like those two guys alone are better than any wide receiver on on the Colts, you know they got they went out and added some pieces and have some nice weapons. Uh, give us your last guy that you're fading at wide receiver. Oh, let's let's dig into the doldrums a little bit and see if I can find me <laughs> on this list. <laughs> I'm just trying to find people that uh, you know. Right? Can, oh, I I give, love... can I give you one before you go? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead, what Scott. About, what about Mike Evans? So Ooh. I got Mike Evans outside my top 36. So I guess we could go with him because I would assume that most people have him at least as a top 36 wide receiver. Um, I'm not in on the Bucs. I don't think Baker Mayfield's a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. There's quarterbacks that are sitting as backups right now that could do better than Baker Mayfield as a starter. So if you draft a guy from Tampa Bay, I think the guy that you take the shot on is Godwin. You take the short yardage reception guy in Godwin. Because Baker's never been an accurate passer downfield. Evans will be okay. He'll have his spike weeks. He's a better best ball pick. But this might be the year where the thousand yards doesn't happen. 
you know, and I don't think anybody would be shocked if he didn't hit that thousand yard mark for the first time in his entire career. And that's a shame too, because this team is loaded with wide receiver talent. Russell Gage is your three is awesome. That's right. But they got Baker freaking Mayfield out there. I was so about to gonna, say. <laughs> little bit out there. I had Mike Evans at 31 in my initial ranks. I have him at 47 right now. I, I'm out. I'm, I'm, Holy I'm out crap, here. Scott. Where, where, do, you, where do you guys have Godwin? Where do you have Godwin? I've got him inside my top 36. Let me see right here. Yeah, I've got Godwin at 32 in front of Dotson. Two spots ahead of Trey Lombard. Which even now, looking at that in my projections, they're only two points apart. So I probably just go with the up. Side of Burks in that scenario. You yeah, know I, mean? I, have a tw- I have him at twenty. Godwin at twenty-seven. It's the quarterback. Baker, what has Baker Mayfield shown you in his career that that has led you to believe that he could support two wide receivers? He doesn't throw a good deep. He can ball. run one out of town, really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, Chris uh, Godwin's in a. Chris he, Godwin he wakes a, up feeling dangerous, Scott. That's what he does. Yeah, he, he's dangerous <laughs> to Mike Evans this year. Chris Godwin <laughs> is the guy that's going to get targeted time and time again. Why? Because he's the short target for him and Kate Otten. Uh-huh. He's the short target for Baker Mayfield that Baker Mayfield can do three steps, get on his back foot, and throw it real quick. And Godwin will catch the ball. So I love God. I'm just way out on Mike Evans this year. I mean, it's it's just it's really bad with him, I think. Man, I agree with Ryan. Further than me. I thought I was yeah. low on the guy. Scott Scott yeah, took I'm, him, I'm, held I'm, him up like this and just, just cherry bombed him <laughs> off the cliff, man. Yep. Good lord. Yep, I did. <laughs> I gave, I don't blame gave, you. gave him the south side of heaven choke slam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have Mike Evans in the fifth and sixth round. Go ahead, take him. I'm not I'm not touching him. I'd rather I agree with Ryan. I'd rather have Godwin this year. Oh, 100 percent I'm gonna give you guys three I, I want you guys I'm gonna give you guys uh three running backs here and then we'll go we'll go kind of position by position. I want you guys just kind of rank them here. Uh who you got. So uh Cam Akers. Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison. So for me, I've got Madison and Akers are back, back to back. Um, Madison is just ahead of him by literally one point. If I was staring it down in a draft, I'd probably go with Akers because I feel like the Vikings are going to pass the ball more than any team in the NFL this year. I feel like they're going to hit like 700, 750 pass attempts yeah. this year, yeah. um, which means that that's that there's less there's less carries for Alexander Madison. They're probably going to be a better offense than the Rams, but I'll take Cam Akers, who was the RB four over the last six weeks of last season. Um, but I mean, you're splitting hairs there, and then I'll put Damian Pierce at three. Uh, you add Singletary, you know, as much as I don't think Singletary is really good at anything in the NFL, he's going to take snaps away from Pierce, and Pierce was only, you know, elite when he was the only show in town. And now you're going to see with a completely new regime, the offensive coordinator that was in San Francisco, you know, that RB room rotates like a rotisserie chicken. So it's, it's going to, they're going to move pieces around and he's not going to get 80% of the work like he did last year. If McVay is a smart coach, like I think he is, their defense is Swiss cheese. Okay. So to protect their defense, they're going to, they're going to run acres a lot. Because of how he finished, and to keep that defense off the field, so I think you're going to see the Rams go away from the air attack and just run the ball with Acres. He's going to get 20 carries almost every game, I think. So, so to me, I'm I'm high on Acres as, as my number two running back. Pierce, I agree with. 
I just think there's too many mouths to feed. And, and I think with Stroud and, and Dalton Schultz coming in and, and Nico Collins, supposedly he's going to, he's going to have a good year this year. Um, I think they're going to throw it a little bit more than people think. Um, you know, that and Madison, I agree with Ryan. Cousins is going to throw 750 times. Talk about Swiss cheese defense, Minnesota, totally. So they're going to, game script's going to dictate that Madison is not going to get as much running work as you think, which in tune means that Ty Chandler is going to be in the game a little bit more than, than people would want and hope. So. All right, I'm going to give you guys one more uh, set of running backs. I like to call this the injury running backs, guys who are kind of coming back off of injuries. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, and I just saw it. Uh, where was he? Now I can't find him. Brees. 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 That's an easy. Brees. Brees. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't find him. I. I just saw him. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, J.K. Dobbins. That's who it is. So I think Dobbins yeah. is going to have a, a good year this year. Uh, I think yep. he's second year off the off the ACL and MCL and all that other stuff. So I think he's going to have a good year. Javante, everybody in Denver thinks he's going to be ready week one. I, I'm not totally sold on that. I, I think he his knee injury was about the same as Dobbins, if not a little bit worse. So I, I think you're taking a hand. I'm taking a hands-off approach with Javante. And Kamara, I'm out on Kamara. I don't know what, you know, if you saw him on the field last year, he, he did not perform well. And that was based on what the Saints were doing offensively. So so I, I just think that I'm I'm out, you know, on Kamara. Derek Carr is not really a dump-down quarterback to running backs, I don't believe. I don't remember for a fact, but I don't think he really is. So I think that, you know, Kamara and the suspension, if he's out six games and then their bye week, Seven out of your thirteen weeks in fantasy are going to be Camaro-less. So to me, that that means I'm out on him. So so by by process of elimination, Dobbins is the guy that I would go with out of those three. Yeah, Dobbins is for sure the one for me. He's he's a good like seven eight spots ahead of both of these guys. And then I've got Javante and Kamara back to back with Javante on top. Javante, you got to watch. You got to watch the offseason program. He's saying he's going to be ready for training camp, not even week one, yeah. training camp. That's wild. Which That's is wild. Risk. wild. It's risk. mind boggling. Just watch what he does. We've seen guys like Adrian Peterson have these ACL tears where they come back and the next season they have 2,000 yards. So I'm not saying he's AP, but there's always the <laughs> chance. And I think he is, he's got an eighth round ADP right now. So. If you're taking the shot on Javante, at least it's not costing you an arm and a leg. So I don't hate it. Kamara, the problem is, is his situation, even though he pleads to a no contest, this is a situation that's never happened in the NFL before. And we all know how much Roger Goodell loves new situations with that, you know, suspension hammer. (laughs) It's coming down in some way. One, two, four games. We don't know. And then when he comes back, like Scott said, he was super inefficient last year. Do we think he gets more efficient with less touches? I mean, that's been his career. Jamal Williams is going to take a lot of those carries now that he got, especially since he got the bag. And they said that Kendra Miller, they think that he can be what Alvin Kamara is. So lots of competition. I would go Dobbins, Javante, and Kamara. But Dobbins is a good, like, you know, real big tier above those guys, in my opinion. I think you can expect a top 24 season from Dobbins while you're hoping for at least a top 24 season from the other two, and you might not get it. And, Nick, I'll say this about uh, Javante Williams to 
Sean Payton's the head coach. He's always been a two running back coach. Yeah. Samaji P. Ryan got signed to a, a, a very good running back free agent deal. Shabazz mm-hmm. P. Round would be a guy that I would target in the eighth, ninth, tenth round if he's there. Because he's going to get not only run, he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. So I, I would I would target Savanji P. Round more than I would target Javante Williams. All right. I, I'm going to switch back to wide receivers. Uh, these guys are all wide receiver twos on their own team. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith. Oh, this is the Ooh, question. boy. I was about to say, if you don't put Waddle ahead of the other two, bro, then I don't with, understand what you're thinking. With Devontae thinking, Smith. I, I tell you, you got to put T. Higgins above Waddle, okay? When Devontae Smith Smoke got A.J. Brown, that he was a good wide receiver before A.J. Brown showed up in town. But when he became the number two wide receiver for Philadelphia, that just unlocked him to have a huge, huge year. I, I had Devontae in almost every draft that I, I had last year because I knew he was going to have a really good year. Waddle's going to have over 1,000 yards again. When two is the quarterback, Waddle and Tyreek ball out completely. And, and it shows if you go back and look at the box scores, you see it. T. Higgins is Joe Burrow's red zone target. When they get down inside the 20, he goes to T. Higgins almost all the time. When teams are playing zone, that's when T. Higgins becomes much, much more effective. So you got to look at the team that, that the teams that T. Higgins is playing and what they predominantly play on defense. Because if it's zone, T. Higgins is going to ball out. If it's man so Scott, man, you're saying you're, you're saying out. take Devontae, then uh, T. Higgins, then Waddle. No, Waddle, Devontae and Waddle are one, one and one A for me. T. Higgins is two. So I, I would, I'd be much happier with either Devontae or Jalen. But, but I think Devontae Smith's my number one out of that three. So I was actually faced with this decision in Scott Fish in the fourth round of my draft, where all three guys are available. And I have all of them ranked back to back to back in my rankings after projections, and they're only separated by four total points from the top to the bottom. T. Higgins is my number one. I want a part of the Joe Burrow offense, and if you're telling me the most affordable piece is going to be T. Higgins in the fourth round, and I understand Tyler Boyd, but you can't start Tyler Boyd every week. T. Higgins, I think, can be your wide receiver one. He finished in terms of uh, points per game. He finished top 15 last year. He missed time. Dude, when him and Chase are on the field, it is a special, magical thing. And you're not going to find a bigger Devontae Smith NFL fan than me. I like him more than A.J. Brown. But I do. I I love Devontae Smith. The way that he plays at his size, he makes the – and this shouldn't be a knock on A.J. Brown because I think he plays hard-nosed. Devontae Smith will look for contact to try and run through a guy while A.J. Brown probably outweighs him by 50 pounds. will yeah. find a way to avoid contact because he thinks he's going to get hurt. Devontae Smith, at his you know, slim reaper size, will try and plow through a guy that's like 50 pounds heavier. So I love him, but to me it's, it's Higgins, and then you've got Waddle, and then you've got Smith, just purely based on how the offense is run. You, you hear that, Johnny? You're going to have – That's fine. I'm telling you, Waddle's going to have a, a ridiculous season this year, bro. I agree, Johnny. I agree 100%. But, uh, but well, I'll why say do you say no, Sam? Why do you say no? I think T. Higgins is better. I'm not saying Waddle's going to have a bad he, year. I just, I'm arguing that T. Higgins is number one, basically what Ryan said. So here's what I'd say. There's been I've seen some talk that Devontae Smith is not going to have as good a year as he did last year and this, that, the other thing. Go on that premise. Don't draft him. Leave him for, leave him for me. 
I'll <laughs> gladly take him. I just think that Devontae Smith is here to stay now. I think these three guys that Nick said are here to stay. They're going to be top 15 wide receivers in fantasy mm-hmm. this year. All three of them. So All of them are inside my top 15 with yeah. Higgins ranking 11, 12 is Waddle, 13 is Devontae Smith for me. Like they're literally yeah, all right there. Any right one now. of those three could be your number one, and you'd be you'd be good with that. Right, I'm crazy. with you. They're the number two in their own offense. Right, yeah. I'm with you. I have them 11, 12, and 13. All right, I got one more receiver question. Then we're gonna get to the quarterbacks and tight ends. So I was saying, uh, are we not? Guys- gonna- we're not going to say hello to our super producer who decided. Ah, man, he's, he's late. late. He's late. late. He just had yeah, to right. show up. To, he, he's he got his lights on. I can see hey, him. Is that let's, you, uh, <laughs> Let's uh, turn the lights off back low because you're ugly. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to these. I, I like to call this uh, new quarterbacks throwing them the ball. Christian Watson, Calvin Ridley, or Drake London. Mm. So – for me, the easy number one is Calvin Ridley. You know that Ridley can be that top-tier producer. He's going with Trevor Lawrence. That's the best quarterback. Out of all three of these guys, Lawrence is easily the best quarterback, in my opinion. And, I mean, he, he gets to have Christian Kirk and Zay Jones opposite him to take coverage away, plus Evan Ingram, plus a good pass-catching running back in uh, Travis Etienne. Dude. If he ends with 12 touchdowns, nobody's going to be shocked. I still think Kirk leads the team in targets, but I think that Ridley leads the team in fantasy points. Give me Ridley. And then I'll go Christian Watson, number two. I love the connection that he's probably going to have with Jordan Love. Jordan Love, as a first-year starter, he's going to do one of two things. He's going to fold or he's going to hyper-target his number one wide receiver, and it better be the latter because Christian Watson showed last year that he can carry an offense. And if they let him do that this year... <laughs> He's a vampire. That was good. He derailed me. On that. <laughs> so, sorry, Ryan. No, no, no. Don't you apologize. That's good. Oh, you <laughs> click. So I'm with I'm with Brian on the order. I, I need to see Desmond Ritter prove it to me that he can he can go game after game with um I think Kyle Pitts is gonna have a little bit of a rebound here. So I, I would put London third, Watson second. Um, Ridley first. I will say in Green Bay, watch out for Romeo Dubs. I think Romeo Dubs could have a, a better year than last year. Are you guys not worried at Dubs all about the quarterback? Have targets. I'm worried. That's you think Ritter's going to play well in Atlanta? I, I don't. Who's Desmond Ritter? I mean, yeah. We don't have Do enough we, tape on the guy. You can't, yeah, you can't judge the guy beforehand. No. Like, we know Baker Mayfield's bad. Okay? We've seen that a long time. We don't know that Desmond Ritter's bad. He's played what, like four games in his career? Right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I think he may surprise people. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, did I like Atlanta, worry about Atlanta. There's a new shiny toy called B. John Robinson. That's true. Oh, he's going to get like Florida. Yeah, he's going to he's going to get the ball more times. Arthur than he's Smith. Gonna he's going to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's why they that's him high for a reason. I, I'm going to give you one quarterback and one tight end, Ryan, before we get you out of here. Uh, here, here's the quarterback set. Let's do uh, Herbert Lawrence and then Johnny's uh, guy Tua. Uh, who, who you guys like those out of those three? Rank those three, dude. I've got so yeah. I asked a tough question, Brian. I asked a tough question. I have I have so much Tua, like because it's his draft price. I think that Tua has the chance to kind of vault into that top eight. Yeah, 
but he's three for me in this group. It's Lawrence, it's Herbert, it's Tua. And this isn't a knock on Tua because I think that you can go in, you can come out of your fantasy drafts with Tua as your QB1. You'll be perfectly fine. Pray that he stays healthy. Honestly, he's the best value. That's the key. That's the key right there. Yeah. The health thing I get, but like when you're paying, so I factor health in when it costs me a sixth round pick or higher. When it's a seventh round pick or lower, I don't give a damn about health because it's not going to cost me what it's going to cost me to get some of these other guys. Take the shot because right. you're going to have a league mate that's like, oh, you're an idiot. He's going to tear his ACL. He's going to get three concussions this year. Or he'll play all 17 games and he'll be a top 15 player at his position. And then you won your draft because you got him at a discounted price. Like if he was costing me a sixth round pick, a fifth round pick, yeah, I'm off it to it because it's just too risky. You know, ninth round pick? Hell yeah, sign me up all day. I can pair him with Tyree Kill. I can pair it with Jalen Waddle. I can get that stack action going on. I, I couldn't be happier with that if that was the case. But Lawrence and Herbert are like this to me. Like, those yeah. are two of the four guys that I think, it, for me, and I've talked about this on other shows, there's four guys at the top for quarterback. It's, it's Allen, it's Hurts, it's Mahomes, and it's Burrow. Those are your elite four that give you that – Week winning production pretty much every single week. Then there's four more guys behind him that I think can get into that spot, and it's Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Those are the next four guys that I think can jump into that top four. And I think that Lawrence has the best opportunity to do it this year. Now, it's it's like this though. It's like this because I love the addition of Quentin Johnston, but it seems like all the receivers in LA just. They can't stay healthy together at the same time. And we saw how much that cost him last year. He had his worst fantasy season by far last year because of all that. So, yeah, give me Lawrence, number one, and then Herbert, and then Tua. Yeah, Scott, I'm all in on, I'm all in on Lawrence this year. I'm totally in on Lawrence. I think he's going to take his game to the next level. I think you saw in the second half of that playoff game where they beat the, came back and beat the Chargers. I think he he's a, he's a really good decision maker. He's confident in his confident in his throws. Not saying Herbert is isn't because he is. I agree with Ryan. It's 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 right there for me. And then two is a little bit lower, but I, I just think Lawrence is about ready to take the next step in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And I I, and think I, I, I think he's at the better coach too. And Doug Peterson I certainly do. Certainly I do. Over you know. even over Tua, Johnny. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm talking about out of Lawrence and Justin Herbert. You know what I'm saying? I think I think well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not and, gonna take Tua over those two guys because of the injury. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. As much as I, I think the kid is gonna have a good season and he's gonna stay healthy, you just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So if I was picking, I would go with Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Herbert, then I would go Tua. And the other guy, I, I gotta be real. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Dolphin fan in the whole shit, but I gotta be real about it. You know what I mean? But I think Trevor man. Lawrence Doug Peterson, second year in his offense. You know what I'm saying? Ridley's going to be there now. I, I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to have a really, really good year this year. And the I, other thing, last quick thing, as long as Dalvin Cook is is out there, Miami still has a shot to get him. And if they get Dalvin Cook, they're going to run the ball an inordinate amount of times, which means two is going to throw the ball a little bit less, which will bring his fantasy value down just slightly. I know Dalvin rejected the Dolphins' initial offer, but he's still sitting out there, and Miami's yeah, still he, talking yeah. about it as the team he's going to. So yeah, unless somebody comes with eight, nine, ten million dollars, he's going to be a dolphin man. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, my last uh, uh, question for Ryan. We'll get to the tight ends real quick. Uh, we got uh, Evan Ingram, Darren Waller, and Schultz. Well, Schultz is an easy three for me. I've got him behind guys like Dolchich and, and wow. Fryer. Wow, okay, okay. Hmm. I do. I, I, listen, listen, listen. This is not, not – I guess it's, I guess I could say it. it's not a knockout player. Schultz is a guy, man. Like, the reason Schultz was great is because Dak loves a tight yeah, and Schultz was gonna get beat out by uh, frig, what's his name there? Uh, before he got hurt. Now I can't even remember his name. It was like two, three years ago. Bro, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 goes to Houston. There's a good chance that he's gonna lead the team in targets. But when you've got an offense that's gonna throw at a much lower rate than what it was in Dallas, he's gonna what max out at 115 targets, and then you're downgrading from Dak to C.J. Stroud. First year rookie. I mean, I know that Stroud is accurate, but is he going to be Dak in his first year? I highly doubt that. That's that's a tough bar to clear for a first year rookie. No, I'm good on that. I'll take him as my three in this scenario. And Waller and Engram are back to back. I mean, I will take the shot on Waller over Engram because I think that Waller has the chance to lead his team in targets. You know, you look at the Giants wide receiver room; it's basically all slot wide receivers except for Darius Slayton. So there's no reason that this team isn't going to just funnel targets to Darren Waller. Waller thrives as the top target on his team. We've seen him do it when he was an, uh, a Las Vegas Raider. Um, so I'll take that. I understand the injury risk, but really uh, Ingram before last year was an injury risk too. So if anybody wants to argue the injury risk with the Ingram between him and Waller, I'm, you know, you, you, you've got a mute point there because he, uh, Ingram's had one good season where he's healthy and the rest of them, he's had some sort of nagging injury. So, I like Engram, but these guys are going right next to each other in drafts pretty much, and I'm taking the shot on Waller every single time. So, Ryan, it was Blake Jowen that was going to take over. For Thank sure. you. That's it. Yeah. That's the name. Jeez. Yeah. Blake Jowen. Tanner, I see you talking in the corner. That's why he's a Hall of Famer, bro. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go with Schultz three, Ingram Can't two. Can't hear you, Tanner. Waller one. Because I, I, think, I think Ingram has too many mouths to feed around him. I think his target share is going to be a little bit less because of Ridley. Waller is going to get a ton of targets this year from Ryan's favorite quarterback, Daniel Jones. I just think that, um, you know, they traded for him. The Brian Dables, the head coach, he's going to get Waller on, you know, on certain routes that are going to benefit Waller. I, I just look for Waller to have a, be the number five tight end in, the, in fantasy this year. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. So you take him over Goddard, Scott. Ooh. I would you have to because of AJ Brown. Because I think that again, balls the feed. You got DeAndre right. Swift now in Philadelphia. You got Devonta Smith. Yeah. You got AJ Brown. You got Kenneth right. Gainwell. You got, you know, you got Glass Rashad Penny who might get one or two targets a game. I just think that Wall is going to get a ton of targets. It's all about opportunity for me at the tight end position. If I'm not drafting Kelsey early, I'm waiting to try to get Waller in the mid-round someplace. Or I'm going after Chig in the late rounds or Najoku, one of those one of those guys. It, so, before like you me. go, Ryan, Kelsey at first round, you draft him, we draft him, Kelsey in the first round. Yes. He's a top six. He's highest you drafted him at. Uh, so the guys that I will take over him for sure are McCaffrey, <laughs> Jefferson, Cup, and Chase, which makes him five. So five is the earliest I'll take him. 
You couldn't you come up with one more name to make Tanner say six. You I ain't saying six. Ryan can say six and one. I'm not saying six. That's five. Five is the so minimum. Scott Fishbowl is a tight end, heavy premium, premium league. Kelsey's been going first overall in that's a lot of those sense. leagues where quarterbacks sense, bro. Are, the, sense. are the thing that you need to get. If you don't have a stud quarterback, you, you could be in a little bit of trouble in this in the Scott Fishbowl. But I've seen – I've looked at drafts over and over again. Kelsey's mm-hmm. been number one in at least what, Brian? Twenty-five percent of them, maybe. Oh yeah, he went. He went Minimum. three in mine, but it's only because there was a Chiefs fan who took Mahomes um, first overall, yeah. and then somebody <laughs> somebody <laughs> took. Um, Tina, why are you drafting Mahomes first I overall? I don't. <laughs> He's not number one in my book. <laughs> Ever. Um, and Josh Allen went two in this <laughs> league. Easy. Two? Easy. What? You came in fired up. What's your brother yeah, doing, dude? No, no. <laughs> listen, my projections: Josh Allen is one, Jalen Hurts is two, Mahomes is three, Burrow's four. That's my projections. Hey, Ryan, we appreciate you uh, joining us as always, brother. Uh, tell the people all the articles and where they can find you at and everything else. Get those, uh, get those plugs in before we get you out of here. You got 20 more minutes? <laughs> yeah, we're <well, sorry. laughs> got Ash waiting. I was going to say, for you, man. There were some yeah. people I'd like to thank. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it feels like every time I end these podcasts. Um, so, guys, just make it easy. Go to at TripleFTP on Twitter. I'll share all my stuff there. You can go to Yards Per Fantasy for all my articles that I do. Rotoballer is where I do a lot of my uh, my weekly stuff. I, uh, I can announce it here. I'm officially covering the Eagles and the Packers again for Rotoballer this year. So, Nick, we'll be able to cover it. I'll be covering your team. I had to take it for you. They asked me again. They're like, you sure you want the Packers this year? I'm like, my my brother-in-law wants them. So, you know, I got to take them. Family, what can you do, you know? My adopted brother wants them. So, yeah, so I'm covering those guys again this year. You'll see that every single week. Um, and it pops up on the Sleeper app if you guys use Sleeper so that, you know, those little news articles that you see every week, those reviews of their week will be from me. So that will be happening for me over at Rotoballer. I mean – other than that, man, a lot of my stuff is just going to be yards per and rotoballer as we go through the year. Um, follow me on Twitter at TripleFTP. And then if you guys have any questions, DM me. I'll answer every question. I've been answering questions pretty much for the past month and a half with Scott Fishbowl coming up. And How many in the last week from Paul Hope? Yes, that's what I was Actually, just <laughs> Paul, so Paul hasn't even really been asking me as much. He's just been telling me what he's been doing, <laughs> which I love. I love because that means he's been paying attention. But he went with Dak Prescott, uh, I think, in the third round of Scott Fish. And I was like, Paul, what are you doing, man? You can't. Not as your QB two. I don't. I don't know. I didn't like that. Hey, you but. can you can lead the horse to water, Ryan. You just can't make him drink it. I know, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. He uh, he <laughs> he got he got the uh, trifecta of CMC, Debo, and I think Kittle though. So he's got the all 49ers. Of course he did. Of course. I was did. about to say, did he take all 49ers after that pick? He said he's not picking with his heart, but it sounds like he's picking. <laughs> it sounds like. He's picking. <laughs> oh, he's taking. He's taking uh, real quick, everybody else. Uh, uh, Sunday show. Obviously, go catch the off the rail show that I host with. That's uh, that's Ryan's know, best show. Four, that he's on. 
Four out of the five of these gentlemen will be on it, at least to my knowledge, this week. We'll see. We keep losing a guy every week, I feel like. Um, As soon as I get moved completely, I will be back to to every Sunday, man. Dude, Johnny, I'm going to the same I miss out on that one, man. I'm looking forward to to being on there with you guys. Well, this Sunday, I'm going to be shooting it live from my brother's house. Matt is going to join me. And also, for the Uh, first time ever making a podcast appearance, my dad is going to join. Hell yeah. oh, oh, I gotta be there. I gotta be there. Oh, oh, if Papa Larison is gonna be there, I gotta I wanted, show up for this. One, I man. wanted so to I, announce I, that I here. That's Nick awesome. can finally meet his adoptive father and a big family. First reunion. question I'm asking is, who's his favorite son? And if he doesn't yeah. say that, he'll keep him out yeah. I'll make sure to prep him beforehand. <laughs> I, I think he already knows. I think he already knows. Nick, you That's need true. to go there and be with the Larisons and do do the remote from the Larisons' house on Sunday. Yeah, I guess I my invite got lost in the mail, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, you know? it's Ryan was in charge of sending them out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt was in charge of sending the invites out. He's like just threw it away. That Matt is definitely wipe his ass watch on his own, right so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ryan, we'll get you out of here on that note. The man who uh, finished second place next to me in the LTS Fantasy League, Jeez. Mr. Fantasy himself, Mr. Triple FTP, everybody, Ryan Thanks, Lance. Ryan. Ryan, thank you. Thank you. That was football talk, gentlemen. That was yeah. freaking football talk. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Hey, good job. Uh, Let's go ahead and let's get into uh, Tanner. Welcome. Well, now there you are. uh, You're in the Yankee fin spot. If you can go ahead and uh, get us that ad read before we bring in our second guest of the night. Now you're not even on screen, right? Okay. Yeah. Now we can't see you, but we can hear you. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Anyways, if you can hear me, we got you. It's all over the place. Anyways, guys, owner's box, owner's box, daily fantasy. Uh, sports, so your football, your basketball, your baseball, your hockey, etc. etc. out there. Great site to use, plenty of matches to go about. Use promo code LTS, uh, it's Let's Talk Sports LTS for a matching deposit. Not one, not two, not three, not four, up to $500 matching deposit with your promo code LTS. If you put 500 in, you get 500. You put 300 in, you get 300. You put 50 bucks in, you get 50 bucks back, baby, to use and to go win. So go check out Owner's Box. Use the promo code LTS and go get your matching deposit today. Nice. All right, let's go ahead and bring in our next guest. He is media director at Peak One Sports, contributor at Fansided, covering DFW Sports, sports writer at the Burleson Buzz, and one of the guys with the smoothest voices in the business, one of the only Ashton Nicks, baby. Ashton! Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, it is time for our obligatory Cowboys talk. So, uh, uh, with the intro ma- like that, just I don't like know. ESPN, you're going to make people. Like oh yeah, right. <laughs> Asher, yeah, what's going sure. on, man? How you doing? Uh, what's your thoughts already on? What's the thoughts on the Cowboys uh, as they get ready to start training camp? Oh man, it's uh, just like it is every year. We, as Cowboys fans, we're disappointed and. Because we're thinking Super Bowl every year, and we get built back up and say we're not doing it this year, and now we're thinking Super Bowl again. No, Dak Dak said it right. Dak said Super Bowl or bust. I mean, do you? He has to. What What else is your quarterback going to say though? He's going to say, "Yeah, I just don't think we'll have it this year." 
Like, I mean, you want a quarterback that doesn't say it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the quarterback says it. Like, Dak has some faults, but one of his his greatest uh, strengths is his motivational speaking (laughs) Uh, and and saying exactly what he's supposed to say. I feel like it's Super Bowl or bust for Mike McCarthy. Am I not right? No, you were 100% right. Uh, The Cowboys, I mean, Dak is with the Cowboys, whether they like it or not, whether they want to or not. They're not getting out of that contract very, uh, very easily. They're talking um, extension just to to level the the cap a little bit. But McCarthy, man, if he's, I say at least NFC Championship, and then if you lose there, it's got to be a damn good game, um, and not one of his classic time management issue calls is why they lose, and he he might get an extension. Or are those it can't be it can't be those weird plays at the end, right? Like how the last two plays to end their season the last two years have been what the hell was that, right? Like the <laughs> two years ago was the Dak Prescott slip quarterback run yeah. slide, and then last year it was let's put Zeke at center and uh do I, I don't even know some I felt like my uh thirteen year old son drew that play up. Yeah, no. In the in the words of our ex coach Jason Garrett, it's it's all about execution in the process. They didn't they didn't execute the plan. The yeah, player, that's right, 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 right. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I mean, blame whoever you want to blame, but Mike Mike McCarthy has no one else he can blame if he's not able to do it. They got rid of Kellen Moore, um, so it's all on him. Mike McCarthy's calling the offensive plays, so. If he's not able to get it done this year, it's uh, you're either going to you're blaming Dak or you're blaming the coach. But the coach is a lot easier to get rid of. Is well, it seat hot at all? Is it get, is it hot? Yeah. yeah. Seat, is it fire? Yeah. Uh, McCarthy's seat uh, in Dallas, at least from our perspective, has been hot for a few years um, since he joined. Yeah. yeah <laughs> since, yeah, since, since, since he joined. <laughs> uh, since he he had that press conference when they hired him and he said, yeah, I just said that to get this job. Uh, he's, he's, uh, it's hard. You, you have to win Super Bowls or, or be doing really well not to be on the hot seat in Dallas. So you you think, think, uh, I'm talk, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Talk, uh, you talk, think about more? talk about their running game. Yeah, Tony Tony Pollard does not strike me as a guy that's going to run in between the tackles and get the top one or two yards for a first down. Is it really going to be Deuce Vaughn in that role, or do you see them bringing somebody in to help? Uh, Jerry Jones keeps saying that they have their eye on Zeke, which, I mean, okay, if you give him the right contract, but then again, you got rid of him to save a certain amount, but you still, you still have like – seven million dollars against the cap i believe yeah. so even if you bring him back for just a couple of million you're almost paying him exactly what he would have made uh but you know there's a lot with tony pollard they haven't been able to see because he's been the the uh outside so kind of yeah. running running uh running and passing back while zeke's been up the middle third down situations um no i see deuce vaughn uh kind of running into that uh Tony Pollard's role the last few years. I I don't know. Think Deuce Vaughn's going to last very long if he's uh, running in between the tackles very often. I think he's going to be the one lining up uh, at receiver sometimes. You know, being uh, Dak's little dump off pass 
that role. I mean, he's, I, I see them going after somebody. Uh, I don't think they have a power back right now on the roster, but you know, who knows? Are we going to see the Jabril, Jabril Cox, DeMar, DeMarvian, Overshone combo hit that, hit that middle linebacker spot this year? Are we going to see it at all? I hope so. I mean, they keep throwing Parsons in with that linebacker group, but he just yeah. doesn't play enough of it. So I, I think they're going to have uh, a lot of questions to be answered in the linebacking group. And, and I think that's one of the, um, I don't know if you want to call it an experiment, but one of the things they're going to try the projects they have to, uh, to really work that out, because I think, you know, they've kind of helped out, you know, signing uh, Stefan Gilmore with their secondary. I think yeah. the linebackers probably their their weakness right now. If there's if there's a big weakness on this defense, because it it was tackle, and they've kind of they they Jenkins, yeah, play. taking care of. I mean, they've at least done something about it. We'll see, and then drafting Mozzie Smith as well. But yeah, I think uh, that linebacker group will have a lot of questions. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm curious about. Is it, just, is, it, is it a fabrication to say that Dan Quinn is waiting for that head coaching job? Is that like complete fabrication? Uh, probably, but that's my theory. I mean, uh, the first year after he I mean, he completely turned around this defense from one of the worst and probably not even just Cowboys history, but in NFL history, um, there weren't a lot of head coaching positions open for him. He had a few interviews, had, I believe, uh, a couple of offers, but you're like, okay, whatever. And then the second time, he just, same deal. He said, I want to come back and be defensive coordinator. And I'm thinking, well, this is this is it for, for Mike McCarthy. He's got to win a Super Bowl or he's out or do very good. So uh, Dan Quinn – I, in my opinion,'s thinking is he's either the defensive coordinator for another Cowboys Super Bowl team, or he's first in line to be head coach for the Dallas Cowboys the next year. So it's a win-win for him. That's do, true. Ashton, do we do? Do you think the Dallas can challenge Philadelphia for the East Crown, or do you think it's Philadelphia's division? Um, it's definitely Philadelphia's to lose. Uh, this is one of those weird divisions that head to head. I always, I always say at least the last few years, I'll just pick the Cowboys-Eagles to split because that seems to be always how it happens, no matter which team's better. Uh, last year was kind of weird because Dak didn't play the game they lost, and then Hurts didn't play the games the Eagles lost. Uh, you, you didn't get to see them go head-to-head, but um, I both teams, I feel, improved. Eagles lost a lot, but they also got a lot in the offseason. The Cowboys... Uh, are bringing back pretty much the same defense uh, with a couple more pieces. Uh, the Cowboys have a lot more differences. You know, they got rid of Kellen Moore. They have different receivers. Um, losing Zeke, although Zeke wasn't, I mean, it, it's he wasn't the dominant back, but it was still, we were thinking Tony Pollard probably wasn't ready just yet. Uh, yeah. But now it doesn't matter whether he's ready yet. He's He's the starting back as of now. Yeah. So I, I certainly think that the Cowboys have a chance. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be Philly or Dallas, depending on, I mean, of course, unless they're injuries, uh, but it's definitely Philadelphia's to lose. What are you looking forward to in training camp when, when it starts next week? What position group and maybe a couple players? 
Uh, really offensive line because I want to see what all they work out with uh, Tyler Smith. I know they'll probably work him out at guard a lot more. I'm thinking uh, as long as Tyron Smith can stay healthy, he'll be your left tackle. So Tyron Smith will be guard and, um, if and when he has to come up because Ty- Tyron Smith hasn't you know, played more than uh, like 10 or 11 games in a long time. It's been like three uh, or four years, right, for him? I, I, yeah, in the last few years, he's only really played a few. I mean, it's uh, it's he's just becoming injury prone. He's getting uh, he's getting older, and it's just these weird injuries and non contact type injuries. And um, when he's on the field, I mean, he's he's a perfectly good back. I mean, he's not what he used to be, but he's uh, definitely you know definitely better than a lot of the backups. So I, I'm interested to see what they do with the offensive line. Uh, more particularly on the left side. Yeah. That's it, Ashton, it, this is looks like the Eagles in the NFC North is number one. It, is the Cowboys going to be number two, or do you have a, a team that you think could contend in the NFC uh, for, um, you know, other than the Eagles? Uh, the 49ers have a really good roster. I mean, it really depends what they do at quarterback. It depends uh, – who's available at quarterback. I don't even know if they, if they really know uh, if Brock Purdy's going to be healthy to start the year, uh, they got to figure out something with Trey Lance. They just brought Darnold in. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have Kyle a lot Allen's of Allen's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. Uh, they ha- outside of the quarterback position, they probably have the uh, most or, or the best overall team. It seems like because there's not a lot of holes in the 49ers outside of what their quarterback's going to do. I'm just thinking if you have a capable quarterback, they're going to succeed there uh, regardless. And I mean, trust me, Cowboys know firsthand they've gone up two different quarterbacks <laughs> against two different quarterbacks and lost in the playoffs. Right. Hey, I want to ask you an NBA question before we get you out of here, Ashton. I got, two, uh, I got, I got a couple of MLB questions. Go, go ahead. I'll let you no, no, go ahead. No, I got the NBA too. Go, I, I think oh. you're going to ask the same thing I'm going to ask. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie uh, extended to to Dallas. What's your thoughts uh, on Kyrie to you know staying in Dallas? Is that relationship going to work with him and uh, Luca? Uh, the 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 short answer is eventually no. Uh, it never works out with Kyrie any other place. At some point, it goes well until it doesn't. Uh, when you have Kyrie. You're kind of, it's like a ticking time bomb. You don't know when it's going to go on. You may have two really good years with him. Uh, you may have six months with him. Um, but the position they were in, I'm glad they re signed him. Uh, it didn't seem like they were going to be able to trade him anywhere, and you didn't want to just lose him. Uh, Luca openly uh, vouched for him and wanted him on the team. So, I mean, if Luca's happy about it, you have two really good superstars. They just have to make it work and it's kind of the opposite of what Kyrie the problem Kyrie usually has is everybody wants the ball and, and last year it was kind of, it was the opposite they they kept trying to give each other the ball so I think that's something they can work out with it's not an ego issue at least not yet um I think finding superstars might be the hardest piece to put in a championship team so now that they have two the Mavericks just have to figure out how to put a decent enough team around them to to make a playoff run Right. And I think I think they started doing that here with Seth Curry addition, Josh Green, of course. And they actually made a trade yesterday that was kind of on the, the low low end there. But uh, Grant Williams. 
They got what? Scott Scott Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah. They said do a sign and sign and trade with Grant Williams, adding Grant Williams to that defensive position there, which is what he bolsters that that Dallas that needs, obviously, because they couldn't stop anybody from scoring to save their life. To even get them a break there. So that but you send Reggie Bullock off. He goes to San Antonio for with the 2030 first round pick. So but what I guess what's your thoughts here on this trade with Grant Williams and in uh, Seth Curry additions? Uh, Seth Curry is a good one. I mean, really what you're looking for, uh, you're not looking for a lot of ball handlers. You have Luke and Kyrie, like I said, they're, they're going to handle the ball. You're looking for, for defense and three-point shooters, uh, mo- easily three and D guys. But uh, Seth is, is an excellent shooter. We, we've seen him. This will be his third stint with the Mavericks. Uh, and Grant Williams will, will add that defense, and he can shoot the ball as well. I think um, really with the trade, the the piece you're worried about losing is the most is really that 2030 pick because uh, if Luca decides in the next couple of years he wants out, that 2030 pick could easily be a, a high, very very high pick because it's going to be unprotected. Uh, but you know di- uh, the the. Mavericks are doing a good job of getting rid of some of these bad contracts. Reggie Bullock wasn't a great contract. I mean, he had spurts here where he's pretty good, but he just wasn't consistent enough. We we had seen enough, and then they had gotten rid of Davis Bertans uh, in a trade on draft night, and uh, that helped him out. He was a bad contract, and it really the, the key now is, like I said, get 3 and D players and then clean up the cap space to see what they can do. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree there. I think I think building the depth is what really messed up uh, for the Dallas Mavericks last year with Luca and Kyrie. So having that is going to be huge for that team. Uh, let's switch to the Rangers for a minute. So second, wait, I, I got a oh, basketball. Oh, question yeah, John, real quick before you switch to the Rangers here. Um, if it doesn't go well this year, is there any chance Luca's asking for a trade next season? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, nothing's pointing. To that, uh, the only the only reason people I mean, ask Ky- that is because Kyrie the, we, Kyrie can have that effect on people, though. Uh, yeah, true, but but I'm sure if Luca goes to Cuban, which which I don't know that that's his personality. I think if it's between Kyrie and Luca, Cuban's picking Luca. Uh, but you know, I I we just live in a time and an age in the NBA where players have a lot more control and can demand trades like that. Uh, Lucas says time and time again, he likes it here. He wants to stay here. Uh, now, whether that's true or not, you know, we don't know that again, that's what he's going to say. Like, what, what are you going to say? Well, let's, let's see what Cuban can do and we'll see if I want to stay here. He can't say that, uh, at the same point, even if he feels that 100%, you have a bad frustrating year this year. It's not working out with Kyrie. He's on uh, a multi-year contract and there's no end in sight. Then yeah, you know, things can tra- uh, change. Um, and definitely being a team that's not New York, Miami, or Los Angeles, you always have that worry about losing a superstar. Uh, because honestly, not everybody's going to be Dirk Nowitzki and stay at a loyalty. You, you can't hold those kind of standards to anybody. So, um, it, you know, I don't know that Luca won't do that. I hope he doesn't. And, uh, you know, I hope he has a a big say in that, in that front office where he uh, can get what he wants. Right. I agree there. All right. Let's, let's do the Rangers here before we get to Adia. I got a couple of Rangers. So uh, your second, right. I guess second half of the season, whatever you want to call it, right. The last two couple months here, 
your first stretch right off the all-star break is not a pretty one for the strangers team that is has been struggling this you know before the all-star break again so you got cleveland the rays dodgers houston and then the padres all back to back to back to back to back series for the rest of the july how worried are you if you're a rangers fan and uh do you think you guys keep the lead uh, it's, it's hard to tell because I mean, you never feel comfortable with Houston, with a team that started out slow when they weren't supposed to, and then you're a team that started out great when you weren't supposed to. Uh, we'll have to see. It's been a small sample size. It looks like it could be. The Rangers are kind of, you know, they started off great, but they're kind of going back to what they really are. And right. the same with Houston. Houston's only a couple of games behind. Uh the Rangers have been struggling, but they still, you know, hold the third best record in the American League. I think they're in a good position given the AL Central is really horrible that whoever wins the AL uh, AL West is going to have that buy in the playoffs and automatically go to, I guess it's still called the division series, even though it's really like the second round. Yeah, in that plot. So do you think like, so I'm looking here towards the end of the season, right? Your last three series, Mariners. Angels, Mariners. You're going to face the Mariners twice going into the last three series. Is that a concern for you that if, if Rangers don't get a bigger lead, like you're going to have maybe issues because Mariners are catching fire too? It all depends what they do at the trade deadline. I think it's pretty universally thought that they have to do something at the trade trade deadline because – leader, right? At least. Yeah. I mean, uh, they went down and, and uh, they went out – um, this all the last two off seasons and spent a lot of money and, and done a lot. And a lot of their uh, prospects are working out very well. Josh Young's doing great. Uh, their infield's really solid. They're getting a lot of production from um, a lot of players that they, they kind of expected to, but it was, it was kind of like everybody happens to kind of be working out except some of the except some of the uh, the bullpen, which is kind of their main issue. And then, of course, DeGrom got hurt. So, I, you know, I think they're looking for a, at least one or two bullpen guys and then a starting pitcher as well. And, it, I mean, you know, the end of the season, this could be a completely different team. Um, you started – you knew they were on the rise. They thought, okay, maybe two or three years down the road. And then this year it just kind of gets slammed out. Hey, okay, we're doing good. They have a good farm system. They have guys coming up, and then they have guys they can deal um, to get some of those pieces. So, and it really complicates things with expanded playoffs and everything. That a lot of teams feel that they're still in it, and they may not be sellers, and or it may cost more to get some of those players. Yeah, I agree there. Ashton, can you? uh, uh, We'll we'll let you go here, but what is One Peak Sports? Because I know that that's has that's fairly new, right? It's something that yeah, peak peak one year. sports we started. Um, peak it's one, actually sorry. yeah, no, it's yeah. it's good. Uh, me and my brother started it in middle of March. Yeah, it's very very new, but it was um, there were a couple different podcasts with some guys in California and uh, a guy in Australia, and we were trying to collaborate with all this stuff, and we just kind of started it and we put a name on it and um added a YouTube page and then we just kind of all started, started doing uh, shows and putting them on there. And then we have a website and a couple of writers and it's just, I mean, it's nothing huge. It's not ESPN or anything, or it's not even let's talk sports yet, 
but it's uh, it's grown a, a lot just in the last few months. Gotcha. And then you, this this might be old news now, but there was a site you posted that had something to do with betting, and I can't remember what exactly everything to do. I remember checking it out or at least looking through it. But Bet, uh, Betalytics. Betalytics. There you go. Yeah, they're they're one of our sponsors. Sponsor? I don't know if, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they want to. Let's talk sports. It's, it's talk about it or anything. Yeah, I was just curious about it because I remember seeing that off your site too. So. Yeah, no, that's just one of our sponsors. But you can go to all of our social media stuff and see more about uh, see more about them. Cool. Yeah, kind of a cool little tool. Hey, Ashton, we appreciate you joining us as always, my friend. Uh, everybody, please check out at One Peak Sports. Give it up for our obligatory Cowboys talk in the smoothest guy, voice uh, <laughs> in all of the radio, well, Mr. Well, Ashton well, Nix. Well, 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 Thanks, Ashton. Thank you, Ashton. Thanks, Ashton. Appreciate hey, Ashton. it. Thanks, guys. Right. Have a good day. Be Feel safe, bud. Hey, before we uh, before we say our goodbyes, <laughs> I wanted to get you guys' thoughts real quick on uh, the Northwestern, uh, the football coach, and the in the hazing and all that. Before we uh, say our final goodbyes, uh, what was Scott? What's your uh, initial thoughts on the Northwestern um, stuff? In this day and age, and everything that's gone on in the last four or five years in college sports, for something like that to come up is just pure stupidity. From a coach, I mean, <laughs> I he hasn't come. I haven't heard him come out and say I knew nothing about it or whatever. But now he, he did deny it. He said he, he did, did deny, deny it. it. Okay. From what from what I read, they are now thinking of, of pending litigation, or they have already started it, um, saying that he was not fired for wrongful, um, you know, wrongful which, things. Which players have come out? The freshmen came out. So we talked about this on the buffoon show last night, and. Players came out and said he does similar gestures to what they were hazing with, such as yeah. the they call it the whole clap or whatever it is, and stuff like that. So he does these gestures of of the hazing stuff that was being reported. Not but the same thing with purge mask, but yeah. you know, at least at least the hazing stuff that was else that was reported by you know players since 07. You've also yeah. had kids though come out and say that that's not true. The hazing stuff's not true. So it's a little they're the bit ones of, that are doing it. I was about to say, their baseball coach, Northwestern baseball coach got fired mm-hmm. today Did too, he? because yeah. uh, of, uh, of hazing. So it must just be a cultural thing. At Northwestern. We, we talked about this. Like I said, again, on the Mifun show last night, we talked about this too. Like, I mean, the, the dry humping with the purge mask, that's way over the line. Some other that's shit, it's just locker room shit that you're going to get no matter yeah, where yeah. college you go. Right. Right? right, but today's today's age, today's nature, today's society, it's it. We're all fragile, right? It's all fragile. Fragile yep. is your theme word. For I hate society. it. Are we fragile? Are we just? Are we just? Are are we just more caring about people's feelings these days? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Both. Both. It's, yeah. It's really fragile. Like, does it make you fragile to certain stuff? It doesn't make you fragile because, like, we're not picking. You know what I mean? Because, like, the people you got a little more respect and compassion for. Yes, people. because we're not bullying. Because we're not, you know, bullying or, or hazing somebody to, and then they go home and then that's they your, kill themselves. Like that's your choice, but also at the same time, you know, the person who's getting the, you know, whatever the clap is, that really loud clap, like, it's a fucking clap, dude. Like, yeah, that's dude, different. Yes, that's different. But, I'm talking like your your what do they call it? the car wash? Is what they call it? So basically, yeah. The yep. naked guy stands in front of the entrance to the shower and rotates yep, yeah. as people pass by. That's fucking yep. weird, dude. That's, that, yeah, what are we doing? 
That's like, some really odd. What are we doing? And then, and then, like you said, the whole dry hump with the mat. That's fight, bro. Perch mask. I'm swinging they, on you, bro. They tied him up, put him in a dark room, and they dry humped him. Upperclassman, eight to ten. So, don't, so, be the first, don't be the first. What are we doing in the haze? Get untied, bro. So what is like? Isn't it worse that the Northwestern coach said he didn't know about it? You don't know that's happening in your locker room. He's been in the football. Those football coaches. He played for Northwestern. He played for Northwestern. He's been there for almost all his adult life. His 01, 01, 2001, linebackers coach. Since 01, it's your dream job basically because you went to school there, you 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 coached there, and now you're the head coach. Okay. And you don't know what's going on in your program, and you're the head coach, and you right. again That's you turn a blind eye to well, everything. Come on. It, it, yeah. At that yeah. point in time, at that point in time, right? If you don't know, then what is it called? It's called lack of institution control, like right. minus the hazing right. and everything like that. You should be fine for that. You don't yeah, know what's right. going on. You don't yeah, know what's right. going on in your program. Yeah. You Allegedly, there was like a whiteboard in the middle of the locker room, and you know, you're just turning a blind eye to things. Uh, yeah. it, it's different because you did hear it. When he first got five, the two weeks, it was like one kid and all the kids said this kid was going to come out and say stuff. And they all knew that he was going to say it and it was all going to be a baloney. But then there was started to be more and more. And at that point in time, it, you, you just you, you can't just turn a blind eye to it. He, he'll never coach again. Right. He, he'll never be a head coach anyplace else again. Well, no. Yeah. Our our is it, so why would he be? Right. Urban so Meyer is going to be a coach again, isn't he? Right. And, I mean, the president of Northwestern. Wanted to get him out as quickly as he could. Yeah, he didn't have. He didn't think he had enough evidence until he talked to a guy. Had a guy come in his office. He talked to him, and then he got enough evidence. There was one gentleman, or one player, or one person, whatever, that really outed Pitt, Pat Fitzgerald and all this. Basically, gave him everything on a president on a silver platter, and in the end, the president said, "We have no other choice. You're out. See you later, buddy." And it's and it's weird because Northwestern is not a athletic school either, right? No, so like it's, this it's is supposed to be yes, it's, 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 it's a journalism, it's a journalism, you know what I'm saying? That's one of their biggest majors. I heard that they were the ones that kind of reported all of it right. too. They did. Yeah. They, yeah. Did. Yeah. they did. What's the what's the over under about which question goes to Peter Skronsky at Titans Camp this year? <laughs> <laughs> it's quote unquote the, question, the second one Northwest. I'm gonna go the first. Stanford in the Easily. Midwest, Northwestern. No, no yeah. first question will be, "How you doing today?" It's always something like, <laughs> "How was the workout?" Oh yeah, you know, sweating it up and everything. Hey, were, did you get hazed? Were, you all right? <laughs> were you were you running around naked at the? You know, I guess whatever they right. do at right. camp is not going to be nowhere near what he had to deal with at Northwestern. Do we think? Uh, I'm we here think, to talk about the team. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Right? Do we think yeah. that with uh, this allegation and everything else happening on these events, that this could lead to other big time schools? In the Big Ten, in the SEC, in the Big Ten. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. There'll be a memo. There'll be a memo. I mean, we might be seeing a lot of potential deals. I hope that that, the seriousness of that stuff is not happening. I mean, there's been fraternities that have been shut down, schools shut down because of those type of hazings and things like that. Has there been any assistant coaches that have lost their job over this? No, that's the thing. They hired the defensive coordinator. That's what I don't understand is they they kept – they they fired him and they kept the rest of the staff yeah. and they hired the DC to be the head coach. So you're telling me they didn't know what the fuck was going on? The guy on? that's been around for yeah, five years. What are we doing? Most of the time. Do you want to change the culture and the right. and the progress right. of things that were going on? You got a clean house and just hire. Maybe they just right. think it's too late 
in the in the year because they wouldn't be able to get anybody new right now. They were losing uh, a bunch of players too. So right, I was saying they want to try to keep some type of continuity. I don't think none of those guys are really going to. I mean, yeah, they're getting scholarships to play at Northwestern, but they're not going to. Most Northwestern players aren't going to the league because well, but the the, you know players. Are bouncing. They're gonna dip. They're gonna go. Yeah, yeah they're, they're gonna school. go. Gonna and go. what what do you hear most of the time in, in any of these football things? The head coach has one of the coordinators be the head, the figure point in all of this stuff happening. Yeah. So for the yeah. assistants not to get fired, that's that's a northwest. That's a mis- huge mistake on Northwestern's part because the whole cool. coaching staff knew knew about it. They had yeah. to have. And now you, your head coach is the defensive coordinator. Come on, really. I mean, you you missing. I'm missing something here. There's something going on right. that hasn't been reported yet. But just this. Wow, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, let's go ahead and released and everything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a thousand and one percent. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Johnny, start us start us off on our, uh, our your final goodbyes here. All right. Well, on, on that same note, there about bullying and hazing and stuff, man. That that there's there's no place for that in in, uh, in this world right now. Um, I used to say a lot, you know, saying that the world is hard enough. They'll make it worse by being a bad person. If you're bullying or teasing people, you're saying you're just making you're just making things worse. You don't know what people are going through. So, you know, saying stop with the bullying and hazing and stuff, man. Try to try to uplift people. Try to be good to people. Um, And, you know, let's try to make this this world a little bit better as much as we can for our children, man, because it's it's just this, this world is getting worse and worse by the day, man. So don't, don't make it any worse by being a bad person, man. Try to be good. So that's my, that's my final thought for tonight. Uh, Mr. Hall of Famer, Scott Cobe, final thoughts. Um, As Brian alluded to earlier, my, my Scott Fishbowl draft is Saturday and live in Boston. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Hopefully I can have as, as much success in fantasy as Ryan Ryan has had in the recent past and as much as Nick has had with the championship last year, which is never repeating again. So, um, <laughs> but uh, to any other point, again, I agree with Johnny, you know, make this world a better place, do something nice for somebody that, you know, or a neighbor or whatever, and just be kind to people, you know, you want respect back, give people respect that, that they deserve. So be kind and rewind. That's right. Exactly. That. Exactly. Sam. Well, geez, you, you guys got all touchy feely before I did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we I want to do what I, you I, do, I, bro. I, I've, I've never no, been no, a fan. Alan, I, Alan, you're I've in the never, basement. I've son, never been a fan of bullies, bro. Oh, wait a minute. I've never been a fan of bullies. I've never liked bullies, Sam's a Guardians fan, right? Yes, sir. Sam's a Guardians fan. I heard today, and I read today. That the Red Sox are in on Shane Bieber if Cleveland falls out of it the next two weeks. So I read the same thing. Yeah, why? Thank so you. they could finish in last place by only Scott, one game Scott, instead of five. You're gonna, Scott, you're gonna miss your Hall of Fame speech if you're in my basement. <laughs> Just remember that. Okay. Right. So you guys got all touchy feely, but I, I really only have uh, one, one thing to really touch on. This is the last month without football, boys. It's coming. Uh, I mean, it, it, football's I, here. I am already overjoyed. I even know I'm going to sit in a season where I think my team's going to stink, but I cannot wait to get in that seat. I cannot wait to root on my team. I cannot wait to talk to you guys about it. Football's around the corner, and that's reason enough to be excited. Even Tanner will let you bull crap. Uh, hey, Pod Mom Tanner will let you cry on, cry on his shoulder, Sam, when you're Happy crying. Days yes, sir. Here again. <laughs> Tanner, go ahead and uh, your uh, your final thoughts. 
final thoughts, guys. What else do I got to say? Super Bowl championships, right? Champions, right? Going into this year. AFC West champions for the last, what, five years, essentially? Love it, right? Patrick Mahomes, two MVPs in those five years. And now in the SBs, he's the male athlete award. He is the NFL player of the year. And then his team, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, are the God. best team overall in sports. Mute, mute his mic. Mute it. This is say, what yeah. I'm talking about here. When you guys Who are let this guy play, on the show. Let's play. It's time for Tanner, you forgot one thing. You are going to rack it up the awards there. Have you have you guys seen the Netflix QB specials yet? I'm watching it this weekend. No, yeah, I'm gonna watch I, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I just have no interest in it. I, I don't nope. know why. I just can't feel. Uh, it. I'm gonna. Hey, I'm in it too, Alan. I'll be ready. I'm all in. I'm all in on uh, watching. I haven't watched it yet either. I've heard it's really good though. I uh, my biggest fear is gonna make me a Kirk Cousins fan. No, I, I've heard. I, I heard. I heard. Yeah. You'll become a fan of him, and they'll start going frick, frick, frick I every mean, two he, seconds. He, You'll he get right a, back he, off that. You could be a fan of the person. That doesn't mean yeah. you got you know, to. Here's who like that. You like that. A brief deal. I heard. I heard it's uh, Peyton Manning couldn't just have Patrick Mahomes on the show, so he had to put in a couple subs. So that's what Woo! it had to be. So that's what we're. I mean, that's what I'm expecting when I'm watching it here. So, Kenny, <laughs> you forgot one thing before Nick goes. What about the match? They won the match too. They did win the match. Look at that trophy's just out. Hey, out don't, there. don't, don't. Bro, why are you encouraging? Let's get it going, baby. We beat Golden first. State. Uh, like we, we, we beat a basketball team. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> uh what, oh, what's that? Say? Oh, um, I forget what I was gonna say. Now there's something about the 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 QB thing. Oh, who who? What three quarterbacks? Before I go, what three quarterbacks would you guys like to see next year? Josh Allen, Joey Josh B, Allen. and. Uh, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah, I like Herbert. That'd be a good one. Okay, I would like to see. I said Joey B. Oh, the Jets are going to be on Hard Knocks. That's going to be great. Yeah, they hate. Uh, yeah, I, I like Joey B. I, I like basically to told you're going to be on Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah. I like to see a young and up and comer. I'd like to see Joey B. Maybe like Jordan Love or somebody like that. Because uh, yeah, we got a little bit. Be of, on the bench next year. What are we doing? We don't need. We're not going to watch him next year. We're not hey, watching Mariota. He was on the, on the prime for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's true. Good job, dude. Good job. Way to take my own job. Mariota was on there. We, we knew he was going to be garbage. I can't wait. I can't wait till he gets on there and he shows his personality of cardboard for everybody to see. <laughs> Who, Jordan Love? No, no. Freaking Mariota. They put him oh, on there. What, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, I would like to yeah. see. So I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Joey B. I'll say Jordan Love, and what's another like? I, no, I wouldn't mind seeing Tanny. That would be a good mix. Uh, that'd, yeah, that'd be cool. I, I would take those three guys. Uh, yeah. So my final thoughts is, uh, I don't really have this. Was another great episode. Uh, shout out to Ryan. Uh, great fantasy questions. Ashton Nick's great uh, cowboy talk as well. So uh, we'll be back Sunday morning, eight a.m. Uh, we'll be talking. God, God knows what we are going to be start. You guys want to start next Thursday division breakdowns? Yes. I mean, training camp started, yeah. so might as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tanner's going to work on one guest uh, for the division. We'll start picking our division. Scott's going to give us some fantasy tips next Thursday. Uh, we'll decide. Uh, we'll put out what division we're going to cover on Monday. Tell you so we're going to do that Thursday. Uh, we'll start making our picks. We're going to write it down and roast each other 
uh, for our awful picks on what division, who's winning uh, each division. So. I'm going to be toasted so bad. So I can't really wait for that. that. Uh, Sam, have a great time at the uh, – watch it. Ella Della Cruz, man. That's yeah, gonna man. Be cool. I'm super, I'm super fun, pumped. I'm Who are they playing? Pumped. Who, who, who they are they playing? Brewers, I think. I think they're playing the Brewers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they're the playing Tanner's brother. Well, hell, I could have got you tickets, dude. Well, I mean, my – my in-laws paid for it, so I'm fine. Oh, well, that don't matter up. anyway. So yeah. <laughs> hey, Sam, you want to come with us? Sure. I'll, eat, I'll, drink, I'll drink beer and eat brats all day. Why not? Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's do so, it. So I hope you enjoy it. We can't wait to talk and see how your uh, that trip is, Sam, on uh, Sunday. Well, Check us out again, yeah, 8 a.m. Yeah, Central. Uh, uh, this will be me Sunday. Uh, 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern, so appreciate it. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, folks. Like, subscribe. I'll be back tomorrow on the uh, call-in show, so please uh, call in. Yeah, risk yeah. your questions with me and uh, the legend that is Dan Harris. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Tanner, hit that outro. Let's get out of here. Play December back in 63. Life better pop off. What do you like? Make a dream job. No 9 5, no mean boss. Just my life and free thoughts. Could try to play, but you're never gonna be me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. Don't wanna be fast asleep on this evening Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me When they try to change, you can say no, free me